Hello and welcome to the Adam Sandbox, the show where we sit down every week and watch the Adam Sandler movies in order to try and figure out, is it too loud or are we too old? I'm your drive time DJ, Chris Maudsley. With Sports Talk, it's Luke Palmer. Whoa, 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 welcome to the Sandbox, kids. And, uh... Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's and, you. And uh, I'll be your sexy weather girl for this evening, Morgan. I am thoroughly disappointed by our weather girl. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, his name's Morgan. That's a girl's name. Yep. Checks out. And so, I'm sexy, that Luke. That counts. I didn't say you weren't I'll sexy, prove it. buddy. I'll I just... stroke your knee right oh, now. Oh, I did a He's actually doing that. Oh, I did a cum. Guys, I am proud central. of everyone's efforts in the off-the-cuff nature. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in Oliver's, to be I'm, honest. I'm concerned welcome, about... Welcome to Sandbox, kids. I'm concerned that I made that statement given I know nothing about sports, but it just jumped into my head. I'm also going to make a concerted effort to speak slowly because I speak way too fast, having listened to last week's episode. There's, also, there's, there's quite a lot of Adam Sandler movies that do cover sports, and this is not yeah, one of them. Speaking of sports, let's talk about this week's movie. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Completely irrelevant so, to sports. Yeah. Well, this movie, I think it, we should start... Well, we should probably say what movie it is. Uh, it's Airheads. It's a great movie. It's a treat. It's a treat. Uh, it... 1994, the year of my birth. Five years after our previous movie. Um, Do you know how it was made in 1994? Pretty much everything about it. It's very (laughs) 1994. Oh, yes. I have multiple notes about how fucking 90s. In fact, literally my first note, which I wrote during the intro, like, you know, the title sequence, is just the word grunge. Yeah. 90, this is, I, I also should, wrote better opening credits than I going overboard. I think that we should start it's at the very, We should start at the very beginning because I lo- I really liked the title sequence because it's like Adam's like the whole thing about going overboard is it's like it was a weird movie and like most Adam Sandler movies you're like what are you really trying to do? This movie from the get-go felt precisely like it was actually trying to say something specific and trying to be something in a measured way. As soon as it started rolling, this movie knows what it is yeah. from the start. It's, well, it Incredible improvement like, from last time. Whereas week. last time, I feel like at the first movie we watched, Adam Sandler had a lot of creative freedom. I feel like he, he worked better for him in this one in that he didn't. He well, was just in it. This he movie, was just in it. And well, he, it was weird to see him not centre stage because it's quite common for yeah, him but, that to be the case. Well, I think that's also a point worth touching on in that, you know, for the purposes of this podcast, we've arbitrarily chosen what we deem to be Adam Sandler movies. And it might seem like very early on this is an odd choice. Uh, it's not an Adam Sandler movie. It's well, a movie I Adam disagree. I disagree because I think what we're looking at is not specifically Adam Sandler, like heavily Adam Sandler-driven films. We are talking about the Adam Sandler canon and who yeah. he is. Now, this film is important in the sense that it's really, I would argue, the first film he did where you, because going over what he was quite, I mean, sad and it was silly, but. This is a goofy character that you really see the early stages of that quintessential Adam they, Sandler character. They could make a movie about his character in this movie, and I would, I would love to watch that. But this is and it could thing. be an, it could be an Adam Sandler vehicle, and I think it would be good. Yeah. This is the thing that I was thinking about this movie. This overall doesn't feel like an Adam Sandler movie, but if it was from the perspective of Pip, hundred percent an Adam Sandler movie because yeah. he is just trying so hard to just make it. An Adam Sandler movie. I, I don't know that he is. I feel like he's pretty He's pretty just there. Also, and he's good. I like him. I really like him in this movie. Mentioning his character's name, uh, I don't know any of the character's names, so just FYI. How do you How, yeah, they no, say them a yeah. lot. Oh, I just so, did, especially oh, Brennan Fraser. Chaz. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 Chaz. But in my notes, and therefore in my discussion, I'm referring to them all by their actual names as actors, with one exception, 
And that's good old Michael Richards, who I'm going to be calling Kramer the entire time <laughs> I, for obvious reasons. My, my, my first two notes after the title sequence were just Black Ghostbuster and Racist Seinfeld. <laughs> I, I, when I first saw uh, a Seinfeld. Yeah, no, when yeah. I, when I, no, I'll admit when I first saw Michael Richards, <laughs> hey, it's Michael Richards, the notorious racist. Also, I noted that it's a. Uh, his portrayal in this is Kramer via Groucho Marx. Dude, he, he is was, dressed like Groucho Marx. He was good. Absolutely. He was good. Dude, I honestly think that almost everyone was good in this movie. Yeah. So, okay. Almost. Almost everyone? Almost. You did clarify that. Uh, yes. Uh, the woman that plays Brendan Fraser's girlfriend is a not a good actor. <laughs> I thought she was in very like fleeting moments and then she was soap opera garbage. Who are we talking about? Sorry? The uh, actress who plays... Chaz's girlfriend. Her name is Kayla. Yeah. So hang on, okay. Because I I watched the movie twice this week. I just want to clarify that. Well, we're going to defer to you on any, you know, controversial points then, I suppose. (laughs) You are the expert. So let's, um... Okay, let's take it from the start. Yep. So... Love me some long-haired Brendan Fraser. Now, he looks great. He's got sunglasses on. Look like Andy Samberg, which is a reboot such sequel that I endorse. It's surprising to me, though, because, like... (laughs) In this movie, and this is something that I notice a lot now, he's not that ripped. Like, his arms are real small. But George of the Jungle, and this is getting off topic from Adam Sandler, but George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser was fucking cut. Like, he was on point. That said, he looks good in he his movie. He does look yeah. good. Okay. I he's don't, a bit I lanky, don't but he looks with that. good. My, after like, the comments we've already discussed, my next comments are literally just, Brendan Fraser looks good. Steve Buscemi looks good. Okay, my, I have a note here that is word for word. Brendan Fraser looks great. Looks Steve great. Buscemi looks young. Adam I would Sandler, say he looks good, but he does look young. No, no, I was Morgan and I started talking about this in the car, and we, we had to it, stop we curbed that conversation. Steve Buscemi is a very strange-looking man, absolutely. But there is something that works about the style he has in this movie. It's like a style that works for him, and I don't know why he didn't continue that at any other point because it's like <laughs> this is how this. Bizarre man manages to look human. I mean, it's <laughs> this conglomeration of facial features that are like shoddily thrown together the, 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 look great like this. The goatee <laughs> and the hair—it's not a style I typically like, but it works on Buscemi. He, he must have done well in the nineties. And, 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 and Adam Sandler. Well, he should still be gone for the half shirt because he looks great. Oh yeah, second, I, I, second I, I, movie I, in a row. Adam I think Sandler. The first great. note I have about uh, about Adam Sandler's appearance in the movie is Adam Sandler rocking the midriff shirt. Yeah, sweet half shirt, bro. <laughs> Dude, if I had the for it, I would absolutely rock a half shirt. How is that a thing in just in fashion? I in the think 90s? Dude, Auntie still wears them. I know Auntie's <laughs> is a god among men. That like, said, he he does not adhere to regular rules. The outfit that he wears after the half shirt would look fine today. I also love just the flannel shirt with the with the sleeves cut off and the beanie. I mean, could totally work man. today. Grunge I mean, this is, is this grunge is, look is back. This is getting oh, as pretty, I like to call it, hobo children. This oh. is getting pretty close to. Uh, Inaccessible to people who aren't us, but that's just a Kermit costume. That's what Kermit was. <laughs> I love that. Also, I love that there's a scene where he gets a T-shirt for the radio station that they're in. Spoiler alert: that they're holding hostage, and they're just By cutting the, way, the sleeves off his shirt. Off. It's like my, my, I feel you, bro. My exact quote from that is Adam Sandler taking a page from Luke Luke's book with the sleeveless tees. By the way, yeah, right. did not remember this movie was about like taking a radio station hostage. So, oh. so let's just say this movie. Hands out really well for having an extremely dumb like, premise. I, well, one of my notes was literally, I guess those toy guns are going to pay off later. I'm like, oh yeah, they're yeah. going to pay okay, off immediately. See, almost this movie almost kicks immediately. Off. This, kick, this movie kicks off. See, comparatively, Do, does Chekhov's gun count if it's a toy gun? 
What's Chekhov's gun? Chekhov's gun. If if, the, if, if you, you show see a gun, gun in the, in the first, first act, act yeah, but so which, you have to kill someone with a gun. I mean, we have to use the gun. A good movie will not bring in a plot device unnecessarily. That's the, basically what it's saying. Is if there's a if there's something in there, it will be used. Otherwise, why was it in there at all? And that's what makes bad movies is when you introduce things, and it never pays off. That's, so, a, that's, a, that's a big thing in bad movies. Move it, we'll start, we'll start well, moving I just, to the movie. I just want to say quickly, though, as well, on the topic of this movie, like what it's about, I, more than probably any of you guys, I saw this movie when it was at most a couple of years old. Because you're so old. Yep. Um, you're an old I, I just, just so everybody knows, Luke is very old. Yeah, I would have like seen, seen it like 20 years ago. And yep. um, at the time, the two things... 20 years ago, just after he had his first kids, the two his things. first marriage <laughs> fell through. Twenty years ago, I w- his hair was starting. To I was thin. I was eight, motherfucker. <laughs> and his hair was starting to thin. I didn't say like could happen. You're fucked. That's weird because I've got bizarre. a full head of hair now. Um, yeah, it's amazing know, what it's they could do. In yeah, the it's real. Yeah, it's real. Did you listen to all those ads with Warney? And turns out it's true. <laughs> right, we're getting off topic. Uh, this is not the Luke. The Palmer, point uh, is uh, that's uh, another podcast. Fuck Luke Palmer podcast. We're doing that after this one. Hey, I'll host the Fuck Luke Palmer podcast. Thank you very much. Maybe just drop the so podcast make, part. Let's make your point. The hey, you saw Luke it when it came Palmer out. No, we're chips. talking about fucking Luke Palmer, all right? Like oh. this is this is very dear to my heart. <laughs> um, no, but really, um, so yeah, I saw it like when it was effectively uh, a recent release, um, and the things that jumped out at me watching it now were first of all, when I was a kid, I thought like my memory of this movie was like it was a big like that it was a big deal, like, you know, them holding it hostage, which it was, but in my memory, it was a huge fucking radio station. Like, they were holding, like, like, hundreds of people hostage. <laughs> it's literally, it's, like, it's literally a plot point, it's yeah. a literally a plot point of this movie that, uh, of the radio station is kind of moving on from what it currently the is. The other thing, the other thing, though, that really jumped out at me watching it now is, I cannot get my head around the fact that when I originally saw this movie, I watched it and went, yeah, this is this is how people dress and behave, and this is such a fucking time capsule. Like, how amazing. did I ever take this movie seriously as current? It just it it really made me realize just because how much time. I know, but that's but that's so weird to think about now, though. Like, moving, I understand that, of course, but it's a weird thing to think about. Moving on with that, one of my first notes in the movie is this radio jockey is speaking a whole other language, and then oh, and then one of, the, one of the things language. he said that I'm I'm gonna pitch is the description for our sh- for this episode. Sure, more hair. More flair, yet so debonair. Oh, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. That's to be the description sure. for this episode. I mean, if we want to, if we want to paint a picture, all of us have beards except for Morgan. So the, there is more hair because I'm so young, and you're all debonair. So in this room. old. <laughs> the um, before we get to the station, though, there's a few other things. So, uh, he right, goes so to he goes to the. Should we go through Palatine Records? Yeah, he goes to the, the record pl- label. What? Well, no, I mean we don't. The, the, we are going. Let's go relatively chronologically. Jump. I mean, you got to say they're in a band and they're trying to get. He, they are in a band demo called played on the, the Lone yeah. Rangers. Now the I want to talk about. Rangers. I want to talk about that because more than once in the movie, someone goes the Lone Rangers, but that doesn't make sense because how can there be more than one of you? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Now that jumped out at me because it's like these days. That would absolutely be a band name as an ironic kind of thing where it's like, yeah, it's a joke. They're the Lone Rangers, plural, as a joke. But that no one, everyone took it seriously and was like, that doesn't make sense. And everyone's like, what? It's like, was, did we not have like, I, I, and I legitimately think it's like people didn't appreciate things ironically in the 90s. Like now it's like, everyone was just too like jaded about everything. <laughs> Man, now I'm... I appreciate things like so ironically. I don't know what I genuinely like anymore. <laughs> Luke, 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 Luke. Are you gonna be okay? I don't think I am. I got drugged.
liked Shannon Noll on Facebook recently. And like, and it's like, yeah, I do like him, ironically. But there's no ironically like this page button on Facebook. So do you I, know why they call themselves that. the Lone Rangers? And they don't get it? Because they're airheads. Dude, don't. Don't I just underlined the airheads on Luke's page. Don't write them that was that was what I thought about that. It's like they're just pushing that. They're like they're dude, enforcing these guys. These guys are they're dumb. reinforcing. You're, you're the I mean, they've got to push this. I mean, no, they're no, like, hey, let's break into a radio station. That that didn't work. Let's I just want to get hostage. I just want to, man. Don't don't write on my notes, man. I don't come to where you work and stuff the dicks out of your mouth. Don't I'll write, write it, my I'll notes. Write, I'll write your notes. I'll draw on your but notes. But yeah, so at the start, he goes to Palantine Records. The main guy, Chaz, Brennan Fraser. Yes, he does. He breaks just... in because he thinks that's well, a great the, idea. The first thing as well is you see another band being let in. I want a movie about the, these guys the in the cat in the hat hats. The, yeah, the, the cat. I want to know more about these guys. Well, these kids this. look. I was hoping everyone else noticed. They're that. real interesting. Like, I want a movie about them. All right, what music do you think they play? Oh fuck! Uh, well, it's the '90s, so it's either grunge or like real, like interesting dance music. Like there's some there's some I real mean, kind of like they've sin- got de- they've got denim vesty jackets on, so it's definitely it's, some kind of a heavier sort of grunge thing. But funk. To, it's it's but, some kind of well, funk no, grunge fusion, and it's to your to this to the to the, 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 the comment that you made just before. I think it's ironic grunge. Well, no, but this is the thing though. I think that was part of an early beat in the movie. There's a couple of scenes that enforced the idea that bands that were successful, that bands that were had a gimmick. Yeah, they had gimmicks. Yes, and it was the thing that they didn't like, and that it's the thing that they were like they were resisting. It's like they had the gimmick, and then there was the what's it called, the Sons of Thunder. Who, by the way, are played by a real band called Galactic Cowboys. Sons of Thunder is a real trade down on that name. Galactic like Cowboys, they fantastic. Were, yeah. They all I had to say about them was they were a shitty hair metal band. Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, but, like this movie, like they're trying to say like gimmick bands are stupid. So, so, so he's in this record label and he speaks to. Uh, Can we tell you who he speaks to? Because it's 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 the future. Are per- you going to say the actor or the character? Oh, I'm going to say uh, this is the grown up future version of the guy from. Um, so. Have you, you guys familiar with The Breakfast Club? It's Judd Nelson. Yes, we Judd know Nelson. it's Judd Nelson. So, Judd Nelson he's the rebel. I'm familiar with Judd Nelson's Judd Nelson. work. literally Jelson, never seen Judd Nelson, Judd Nelson in any other movie Jelson. other than The Breakfast Club. I'd yeah. forgotten he was he's, in other movies. He's, he... uh, he's, he's the rebel kid, and then he grows up oh, and becomes... Oh, fuck yes! And he, he grows up, and he yeah. becomes the uh, director at Palantine... Executive director at I, Palantine I think, Palantine he's, I think he's, he's just becomes, an agent. He becomes everything that he resisted. He also has... He did. He became the man. He's also got... A real bad landing strip style beard. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh boy, that was that facial hair it's, upset me. Oh, it's something. But it made him seem so dodgy and slick and untrustworthy, though. Which is appropriate, of course. It yes. made you look at this guy and think, so, "I don't trust him." Right, yeah. So he spoke to this guy. This guy was a real bag of dicks, because of course he was. Um, and then Brendan Fraser returns to his or his girlfriend's. I think his, it's his girlfriend's, girlfriend's apartment, where he just chills on the couch. Shirtless air guitaring to a Dude, music had video, it been, looking no. great, looking I mean, great the entire time. Had it been uh, as culturally accept- accepted as it is now, he definitely would have been smashing a bong. He would have been <laughs> pulling bongs yeah, on the been... couch, like without a doubt. Anyway, the pulling first... bongs and smashing bongs. <laughs> so the first thing, I mean, the two go hand in hand. It's a podcast we're doing after. So the his uh, of one. <laughs> his uh, his girlfriend comes in, and I got to say, she was really nineties hot. Oh yeah, nineties oh, hot. Like, I don't know that she would look as good. In current times, but fuck, she was 90s hot. Why don't girls just wear leotards anymore? Oh, yeah, when she started taking her clothes off and she was... Oh, dude, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Why was she wearing a leotard, though? Because wasn't she wearing normal clothes over it? Yep. Also, don't get no, me she, wrong. Well, she had a leotard and then she wore, like, a skirt Don't get me it, wrong. the top was still part of her leotard. Oh, really? Yeah, so the t- it looks like she was wearing a t-shirt. 
but it's actually a leotard. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the leotards that go really high, like the 80s style leotards. All right, good to know. They look really strange to <laughs> yeah. me. So they, they have a proper nice um, domestic. I don't. Thing, so, well, no, hang on. So, first, like, I we agree, like, Brendan Fraser looked good in this movie. Yes. Mm. She was still, like, out of his league. I, yeah. I would say so. But yeah, the next note I had about this was, did she seriously just call him a butt as an insult? Yeah, yeah I note that down. Like, like don't, is uh, Emmett writing this movie? No, no. <laughs> will, I, as you continue to listen to this podcast and you learn who Emmett is, you will understand that that's Emmett. <laughs> no, let's be honest. If you're listening to this podcast, you're one of our friends or family members and you know who if Emmett is. If you're listening to this podcast, you are Emmett. You understand who you are. <laughs> Emmett's not going to listen to this podcast. No. Um, Emmett's dumb. But <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Emmett. Uh, but no, I admit, like I've like I've referred to like girlfriends in the past as like a butt in like a playful kind of way. This was not a playful. No, she was. Kind of, she was angrily calling him. She, a butt. she like, like they, she thought about what to call him as well. She's like she had she had to think about what word would have the most she was impact. Exasperated and, you know, and that's what but came also out. like it's it, it felt like that domestic really escalated quickly. Like it was a very extreme mm. reaction. And like I actually one of the first things I had on this was you know that seemed extreme. I'm like. But I mean, I guess maybe it was like the, like the accumulation of an ongoing. Yeah, like, it's probably built up. Yeah. To this. But having said that, I think that's an interesting thing that I noted because I've got some real stuff to say about when she comes back into this movie later. Yeah, I I want to. Touch but I don't on think we need to get on that yet. But back. yeah, the other thing I just say point is she's not a very good actor. No, it should be said the domestic you're talking about. She just straight up slaps him. Yeah. Oh, and then throws good. his stuff off a balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, would, yeah. I would Classic like, 90s. I would like to make a comment about your uh, comment about when she comes back into it later. I would like to say I fell asleep and did not finish watching this movie, and I did not wake up before work if it had enough time to finish it tomorrow. So I would like you guys to guess when I have not seen this movie anymore. <laughs> We're going to retitle this podcast. Oliver hasn't seen movies. <laughs> I've not seen movies. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I think I'm just. I think it's it's a deliberate choice. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna watch a little bit more every time. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch a little bit more. Okay. I've got to work my way up to so watching an actual movie. So after like a this full movie, after this domestic, he goes and meets up with uh, with, with the other members Rex. of the band, Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler, Rex and Pip. I stand by what I said. That he meets his friend Rex, who works in a toy shop, and I'll just say. Toys looked so cool in the nineties. They weren't. They were shit. No, because you but were. But they a looked kid. cool. But they looked cool. They looked so cool. Uh, like, I remember, like as a kid watching, like those toys look so cool. And then I was like, I wonder if they still look cool. They still look cool, except for the Incredible Crash Dummy. I don't understand the point of that. Oh, but, fuck you! Crash Dummies were the best. Dude, Crash <laughs> Dummies were cool. <laughs> the, the, love that shit. The Crash Dummy when he's when he's kissing the Crash Dummy, Adam Sandler. Whoa, whoa! We're jumping ahead, man. Yeah. So he, he goes to move in. He yeah, basically, he, this is where Adam Sandler's rocking his midriff shirt. Yep. They return to uh, Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi's real gross apartment. They're brothers, like, by the way. Yes, That's they are. ridiculous. The, is it? Are they? they yeah, are they brothers. are. The first thing... Oh, was that made clear? Yes, yes they definitely... One, there's one line. No, there's a couple yeah, of times, a couple they, of times they, they, they reference that they are they go, This apartment... Strange, strange casting two brothers. That apartment was real gross, though. Like, real gross. Yeah. Just really unclean. I don't know, man. But then, like, yeah, and then I was like, oh, is... Is Adam Sandler's character a bit slow, which he is? Yeah. But at this point, he's I wasn't an sure. airhead. And he get yeah, but the other <laughs> this again is something I want to come back to. So and he's like he's making like the toys hump because you know and that's what I was like oh this feels kind of like like the genesis of this this character that he really became like known for, but yeah. at the same time I was like well at what point was this? By the way, and this is something worth mentioning, he had been on SNL for like four years when this movie was... Like, so I feel like, about two or three by the time this so movie was like made. The, the Sandler-isms that are in this movie, which is quite a few of them, like the idea of like just like the yelling, the yelling that comes into it, like the... He loves yelling. 
He loves um, every he movie. Loves, he, he loves, loves yelling it. and making like just, toys. And, hump, and, and that the, comes and back and in Billy Madison. The silliness and the immaturity that makes sense that he's been on SNL because I feel like that was the groundwork was laid yeah. for that by the time this movie came out. So, so yeah, they're, and they're like, oh, this is also the point where we're introduced to uh, to the guns, the toy guns, which for the some reason Steve Buscemi's character collects. He he said, well, he said because he works in a toy shop. Sure, he gets them for free. Because they were discontinued because they looked too realistic. I don't. Yeah. But he still has a large collection. Yeah, he still of has guns. a large collection like, of just toy guns. I don't guns. remember that coming. So, did they plan to take it? Like, to, no, to he's bring just them? got them in his backpack because yeah. he loves having guns. And they, yeah, water pistols. And, they, and they kind of lose. And they evidently don't realize so, that that's a fucked thing to do. <laughs> yeah. All right, and so oh, and uh, so Michael McKean is in this movie. He's, he's great. I'm a big fan of Michael McKean. He he's plays. Really good. He plays the boss of the radio. Oh, the, Milo. I would like to say. I would like to say. I have a note about him. Go on. He looks like that character from GTA Five. Can't remember the Laszlo. Guy's... He looks like Laszlo. Yeah, I suspect, he does. I suspect Laszlo may have taken some cues from. Like, it is a very similar character. It's yeah. all ponytail. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of ponytail going ponytail. on. Yeah. Also, I was watching this movie with Christy, and about halfway through, she freaked out. She's like, "He's the guy from Better Call Saul." Yeah, Michael now, McKean. And, and now he's 100 years old. Michael and... McKean is great. <laughs> Michael McKean is... I know he's, he's from, like, Spinal Tap. Yeah, I know He's yeah. a lot of... Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name's movies? Uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of it. Yeah, uh, Christopher Guest. Yes, he's in Christopher Guest movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, which all generally very, very good movies. Yes. So, yeah, so they go and see this band, uh, shitty hair metal band, Sons of Thunder. I have very little to say about this other than yeah. they were shitty. Yeah. I, um, it's it's, not it's important to say that the radio sponsored that event and that's where they kind this of This is where the they get... Oh, yes, because he mentions... Play the single I played your single and that's and now you guys are a hit. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser goes, if we get played on the radio, we'll become a hit, which yeah. is like... That's how it works. That's, yeah, fair. He, he evidently forgets the fact that if they do it by committing an mm. enormous crime... No, but that's not what they're setting out to do, though. <laughs> yeah. They have, it, they have absolutely the no plans get out to do that. Oh, no, and sure... It's he like, forgets that they, later on. They they have plans to commit a minor crime. No, but even then, just breaking an enemy. No, but even then, it is genuinely shocking how little they realize about yeah. what it is that they're doing. Like what they're doing yeah. is is really I, crazy. I, no, I agree completely. I I like this was at no point, even when there was no intention of taking anyone hostage, this was at no point a well thought out plan. And there's a point like later on where they refer to. Uh, like, they refer to, like, basically... And this is, like, a fair bit later in the movie, like, when they are very much, like, in the station, surrounded by cops and, and people. They say something about that they're goofing around, and I was just like, holy nah. shit. The, their inability to appreciate the gravity of the situation is astounding. Like, they're just like, oh, we're just goofing around. You know, it's Having fine. a good time living the rock and roll lifestyle. But so, so they break into this radio station. Now, first of all, uh, we also catch a glimpse of... Man, that lady on the front... Was that a Game Gear? Was that a Game Gear? I'm pretty sure it was oh, a Game Gear. I was wondering about that. I thought it was a Pretty, sure, pretty it sure it was a Game Gear because this movie is so fucking 90s. So no, 90s. It was either a Game Gear or a Lynx. I wrote down that it was a Lynx because that's like, it would be fucked if it was a it Lynx because nobody had those. But then it was probably a Game Gear. No, so, but, no, but, but what if it was a Lynx? But it was enormous and Atari Lynxes were enormous. Anyway, so, but then they, they go at the back and there's this like, you have to insert a card to open the door and he's like, put your credit card in there, put your PIN number in. Why the fuck would that, that work? ever work? Yeah. Oh, just put your credit card number Wait, he put, it, he put his credit card? No, okay, he's like, yeah, open the door. It's like you got to swipe, you got to insert a card and put a security number in to get through the I security I didn't notice door. that he put his credit card. He goes, put your credit card in and put the number in. Luke. Why wouldn't this work, Luke? I'll tell you why. And Oliver and I will say it in sequence. Because, because they're, they're airheads. airheads. Yeah. 
It comes up again I, and again. I don't they accept that. I don't real accept that. airheads. I don't like, accept that. So, I don't know if you noticed, but that's the name of the movie. All right. So then they they get they get in and the match just went their way into the into yeah. the station. And it's just like it's like wow. Even even before it became like a big old felony, this was not a well thought out plan. And uh, also at one stage, Brendan Fraser's character uses the phrase, "I'm not pulling pud." I don't know what that means. It sounds British as hell. There's, there's, there's a like, lot of get with the times, get language with the times, in 1994. Oh, yeah, well, I so there's also, and I don't remember like who used, I'm just going to jump in and give all of them at once because I'll forget otherwise. I made a list of all of the fantastic insults that oh. we used in this oh, movie. Oh, I've got, oh, I've I've got, got I've, some of them. I've got They're a favourite. I've got a okay. favourite for sure. Let me know if it comes up because I'll go through the ones I've got. Dick Smoke got written right there. Good. Dick know, Smoke, half a butt puppet. Oh, I didn't notice any oh, of these. Were these early, wait for it. it. Was this after I finished the movie? This was, this, was, this was this was all the way through. Bozo Deluxe. That's my favorite one. Yep. That one was great. That's your that favorite was, one. That was my favorite one by Mr. Cool Pants Arquette. I loved his pants. <laughs> there's, there's better ones because uh, you may fall asleep at this point. A little bit later in the movie, we've got Little Butt Nut. Little Butt Nut. Uh, Hang on, is he calling him the jizz that you put in a butt? As a result of sodomy. No, I don't think so. I don't like, think that he like is. Like nutting into a butt. I don't think that he is. Like a butt. Because if a... that's what he's doing, that's subtle and fantastic. I don't or think that he is. it could be a nut that was placed inside of a butt as a like a sexual satisfaction kind of thing. Guys, I don't mm. think we'll ever know. Yeah. But like a, like a the nut. other ones, uh, this one is probably a little more. You know, like a butt nut. You know, like a nut that are people still, put in. Like a classic nut. Like, like, like still a on classic this. nut, but like a like a nut that people put in their butt. It's it. Now, when you say nut, are you talking like? Food nut? Are you talking testy oh, I nut? Was, are I you was talking... picturing taken from the hands of a squirrel. Hey, Morgan, we can cut all this, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Not. It's a classic oh. butt nut. It's the, it... it sounds good. It rolls off the tongue. It's a butt nut. Okay, so everything we... has been made clear. One hundred percent butt nut. Okay. I'm on board. I get, well, it. I get it. Let's move on to a much more self-explanatory insult. Uh, we've got shit witch. Now, when you're talking about shit witch, it's a sandwich with poop in it. Yeah, it's a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that, right. one's, that one's that one's pretty. No, the next one though. The next or, one, I do have a question. Or is it is it like a witch or a warlock made of shit? Oh, dude, the next one is much more. We can actually discuss this one. Can we go back to? Can we just for a second go back to Bozo Deluxe? Because Bozo Deluxe is fantastic. It's not just a bozo, which is already a ridiculous name to call someone. It's a clown. It's not just a bozo. It's a deluxe bozo. Now I want to talk about butt nuts. I swear to God, I will slap you. <laughs> Because the last likes butt nuts. No, the last one is I think the best one because it can go two different ways. It is Dick Cheeseburger. Now, oh, yeah. now, no, now let me let me let me yeah. get into this. Is that watching this? Movie? Is that is that a Dick Cheeseburger or is that a Dick Cheeseburger? Oh shit! I don't think we'll ever know. What was the inflection? like? I don't remember. We're going to need to investigate this. We're and we're going to yeah, need to gonna make. A we're going to yeah. need to make another episode where we discuss the slang and determine what the <laughs> origin of the slang is and the etymology of the slang. Because I need to know what a dick cheese. So is. tune into ninety Slangcast. It'll be come up on your <laughs> ISS feed pretty soon. Yeah. So I don't, um, don't want to be involved in that one. That one. So when I just want to say another insult. I'm pretty sure this, this is going back a little bit. I'm pretty sure at one point Steve Buscemi calls him a femme. Which is weird. It's, it's a bit like, weird. That's, also, I'm pretty sure he says femme, which is like, it's weird. It's like a sexist insult, but also like, it's not even like a, like, like bitch is a sexist insult. It's but not fe- even good. But femme is like a really sexist insult because it's literally not even like, it's not even it's changing. Just saying, it's literally saying you're, you're a, a woman. Fe- you're a woman. And that sucks. Well, while we're on this topic, <laughs> Milo, the station manager, uses babe a lot. 
seriously. It was like, the nineties, man. And is that a word that was? He's a sleazeball. Like, it's okay. just fucking wild. But he said to guys and stuff. Yeah, he's, like, just, he's yeah. just a sleazy He's got like dude. a silk shirt and a ponytail. <laughs> so of course. That's so what can he we? Says. I I guess this is the bit we're up to. They're broken in and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is where and then I want to tell. It, I worked a bit with the the funniest joke in the movie so far. I don't know what you think the funniest joke in the movie is. So, so far. I mean, let's just chronologically order by order. They've gotten into the actual booth yes, in, in yes, which the DJ is recording and, and, they, and they have the no funniest problem, joke. No problem, by the way. No problem. Yep. There's, there is security at the entrance to this uh, place. No worries. This is also not a very big radio. It's clearly yeah. in financial difficulties, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, as it's a, a which thing, becomes though. a plot point. Though, Here's the thing. Though they did get in by way of that chick who is real into uh, Mr. Adam's oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's no, a cute she, 90s girl. Like, that's a real meat cute when she opens the door on his face. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, like, yeah, I gotta say... Like, Brendan Fraser's girlfriend is hot, 90s hot, but this girl is 90s cute. Yeah, 90s. And personally, I am more partial to the cute. Yeah. She was was cute as as hell. Maybe a little, maybe a little crazy, maybe a little strange. She seemed a little crazy. But But they worked because Adam Sandler is such a good girl. Which I I wanted, because we've gone past it now, I wanted to talk about the bit where he has the doll and he's like kissing the doll. That to me was like kicking off, like, this is what this character, that was like such a deliberate choice of like, this is what this character is. He's ridiculous. He's a crazy person. He's a real weirdo. Kisses dolls. And he's just kissing his dolls. Uh, this is something I wanted to talk about this DJ. So first of all, can I say, best joke in the movie, they go in and they say, got this place sealed up like a dolphin's butt. Oh, yeah. Water time. Water time. Dude, dude, I wrote down, sweet dolphin butt joke. Yeah. Because it was. There's not enough <laughs> good great. dolphin butt jokes yeah. in movies. There's these. not there enough. To be Chris, more... you know what they should be? Dolphin nut butt jokes. Dolphin butt jokes. Oh my god, you've but, blown this wide open. Was it nut butt or was it butt nut? I think it was butt nut. It was butt nut. It was, it was the nut, nut of a butt. It was, it was a dolphin nut butt. Um, a dolphin so, nut butt. It's like a nut that is shaped like a dolphin and you god. put it up your butt. We get oh. it. Is it a butt? First, <laughs> first, first, first piece of merchandise we need to manufacture and cultivate a nut shaped like a dolphin. Dolphin you, butt nut. That you put up your butt. The Adam Sandler butt. You guys again. are fucking talking about butt nuts again. I'm going to hit you butt. We're talking about dolphin butt nuts. It's a different subject. It's, right. totally, 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 different it's totally different. Chris had something to say about the DJ. Okay, so this DJ, which what the Joe Mont- the DJ, the good, the great dude. He's great, yeah, yeah, yeah. great, great, great character, character. Great best character. character. So later in the movie, it turns out that he really vehemently and passionately loves having his job. Mm. Sure, that is not evident at all in the scene where he's like, "Fuck this job." Let's it's put some weirdos. He likes the it. He likes that he has that he, the power to do that. I think that he views himself as being integral to the success of the station. Yeah. Because he, he says, "You can't fire me. You've got no station without me." Now, obviously, he's overstating his value because, as we discover, the station's about to go through a bit of a shakeup, and he is not. His job is not as secure as he believes. I, I think. I think that was like. A, I think there was a power play with him where he's like. He's just like, I can do what I want because I can. But it was also like, he's he, he loves his job, but that's because he has a problem with his boss. He clearly doesn't care for, doesn't, for Ponytail. I think, I think he liked the idea of flying in the face of Ponytail, uh, Bozo Extreme. Yes. Bozo Deluxe. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, alright. So it's, it's at a, this point that Ponytail, Bozo Deluxe oh, before that, enters. They talk about their, their music genre, which oh, is yes. called... Power slop, yeah. which I okay. had to Power look up. Slop, so, which no, I, I was going to say, up. I didn't look this up, but I wrote Sound, a note. There are definitely very... a bunch of bands who refer to themselves as Power Slop because of this movie. I looked up... Sounds very Sludge Metal. Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely a synonym for Sludge Metal. Absolutely. It is, Power, it is metal that according you... According to Urban Dictionary... No, no, no. I it, disagree entirely on this point. It is metal that you no, pour no, no, no. all over. No, 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 no. Just sloppy. No. Just, I disagree entirely. 
Sludge metal is a real grind. It's like it's 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 in it's inherently me- like metal music, but it's just kind of slow and real. Save like it for sludge metal. No, cast. no, I swear <laughs> to God. That's at eleven. After so, the other three. But, but power slop to me implies some kind of power metal. Power metal is really, really, very, very different. No, I actually, to, to, I actually, do, I actually do have an idea. Do you know what a power slop is? A power slop is when you've got a butt nugget and you shoot it out and you slop that shit all over the ground. It's what a, it's what a butt nut becomes after it's, it's, it's been there do, for a you while. You didn't even right. call it the right thing. You said butt nugget. That's do, not even. Do, do you guys? Butt, I, can we? Can we please? Do you want to? Do you want to know what? When the... you've got a butt nut in your butt, you've got it in there and it's holding everything kind of up there, <laughs> and when it shoots out, are you not? You have a power slop. You're just talking about butt plugs, though, right? Yeah. Under the ground. No, but it's a nut, Luke. It's a. It's totally right. different. According to Urban Dictionary, the genre of their band, Power Slop, is just Power Slop is any rock band from Las Vegas. Okay. That's as simple as it is. Fuck that. <laughs> no, I believe that that. That's not I how believe, you define genres. <laughs> I believe that they made up that term for in this movie, or at least it wasn't a well-known term. And it's. It, I reckon there are bands that refer to themselves as power slot because I rec- of this movie. I, I absolutely think I did not really look into in it at all movie. because I don't cult, care. Is this classified as a cult movie? Absolutely it is. It was yes. not well received by critics initially. It has since gained a cult following. It's a good it movie. It is a cult film. It's it a good is, movie. I'll I say agree. it again. I liked it. So, so enter Milo. Uh, yeah, so he comes into the studio, is a bit of a dickbag, and so Steve Buscemi... Pulls out one of his water pistols. Yeah, he's having a gr- he's having a lovely time. They're talking on the radio. Someone says something bad to Steve Buscemi. Out comes the Uzis. Now, can I, we? I'll, I'll go for Uzis forward. filled I'll with. I think we forgot to mention this. They, they're oh, not like filled a, with water. Like they have hot like pepper hot, sauce hot pepper thing, sauce yeah. in them. So it's, but so okay, they'll. Wait, I'll, just, I'll go forward to a note I had later. Steve's a real meanie in this movie. It's not a nice man. Yeah, he is a bit of a dick. Now, I don't. Maybe it's like because this movie wasn't meant to be seen in HD, which it is now, of course. Very easily available. Yeah, but those guns look—they did not real look real. Plastic. They did not. They look very plastic. Well, I, I noticed watching it the second time. He puts it down at one point, and it's like that—that that it doesn't have the weight. It doesn't did, have weight. It didn't it. have the weight. Yes, it didn't have the sound. Also, they, how did they not they realize? They clearly that have this was... a plastic seam all the way around them from where it was cast, <laughs> and I can yeah. just see well, that on my tiny screen that I was watching it on. I can't imagine. I see. I was watching it. I was watching it on my. Theater. I was watching it like yeah, HD on my TV through well, Netflix, is... and I was just like. This is these are not realistic guns. Like they didn't even get like the the the, the crud that comes off the mold off the end of the barrel. It just looks. Ugh, this is a bit also bad. I would like to say to Chris after the point at which our copy was a little bit out of sync, audio wise. I didn't have any sync issues. See, the, Did the, you the, just watch it on Netflix? No, I couldn't get it on Netflix. We acquired oh, yeah. we acquired it legally through what? other means. Hundred percent legally. Oh, I just because uh, you guys couldn't change your region for Netflix. No, we could not okay. do that. Um, it's on UK no, Netflix. So it was on it was on a bunch of them, but the point where he goes like the Lone Rangers, it was way out of sync. Well, that's really? unfortunate. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm up to the bit where it says this escalated that's quickly. No, so because they just pulled. Okay, guns yeah, so they collect everyone. guns. Now Kramer sees this, and I think quite reasonably at that stage freaks out a bit. I would too, but he's freaking out kind of moves beyond reasonable very quickly. Well, it's because at every point in this movie he's basically acting like Kramer with the with the leather pants on. He is scrambling everywhere just like well, it's all it's, okay, he's so in like he prime to, physical comedy gear I and really, I loved like, it. I know it's just like the the thought process is he's in like a closet he's like, I spilled mysterious liquid on myself. I better hold a lighter to it. Speaking of it, no, but look, speaking so of, that he can go <laughs> Speaking of him and then the whole kind of situation that's going on, and the way it's outside. This is when I started to draw parallels with Die Hard. 
And I was like, this is Die Hard if Hans was a musician and uh, uh, McLean was Kramer. And it was set in a radio station. Now this is this <laughs> like is that. something I like that. that I that I <laughs> That's I quite, was yeah. saving for Chewie's trivia corner. <laughs> so maybe we'll just like put in a little 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 lull here to put in a very truncated version of the theme. That'll do it. The radio station that they're filming in was Nakatomi Plaza. Fuck off! Oh really? What? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Wait, so what I was, did not pick up wait, on that Where at all. was no. it, like what was the actual building where both those is it wait it's the Nagatomi Plaza is not a real place. No 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 it's um, the Excuse me? <laughs> I wanna say Fox Plaza? Let me You could, I, like, you I, could not tell. I was Fox like Plaza, two one two one Avenue of the Stars. That's Century one of the reasons because I'm like that's the way that like he was running around the vents and then the way the but police it, turned up, I'm like, this but it is wasn't reminding a tall me of building. Like, so yeah, it's not the Jeremy Plaza. Actually, I did think magic of Hollywood. But that's so it's just the base, and it's like they added on. I'm very confused. Well, the Ernie Hudson, the Ernie Hudson policeman, he was like the policeman. It was very diehard. Where he's like, he can't catch a break, which by the way is. A familiar thing in Ernie Hudson's life. Ernie Hudson can't catch a break. I've been. I went to a convention one time where Ernie Hudson was there, and he spent the entire time complaining about how Ghostbusters was a raw deal for him. He <laughs> is mad. So, so anyway, so so Kramer Kramer calls the cops. Yes, uh, the cops show up. Now, oh, so we, the, did we mention that the tape screwed up? Uh, that and it didn't had that happened. Oh so yeah, that happened. They, didn't have, they the, didn't have the right type of tape at first. Yeah, yeah. And, and they try it. and play it, and it speeds up. Now I can't remember if this. I can't remember the exact sequence, but I just want to say. So the cop shot. Like they, at some point, yeah, they can't play the tape. So and it becomes to a real point of conflict that they need to get this other version of the song that's on a regular kind well, of they cassette tape. To run first. And oh then, yeah, and then they try to and step, they and find Adam Sandler does that. Yeah, can I? Okay, no, I want to talk about that. So they send Adam Sandler outside. And so there's a cop there, and they're sort of mirroring each other, and he he just moves around, and then he does this little dance does the that weird is Adam Sandler. classic Sandler. Yeah, it is very it's, classic. And Sandler. it was so at this good. point that we saw that particular cop that Let's... I wrote down. Fucking found him. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait for it. We should wait, wait till, wait till it's relevant. We'll wait till like yes. Wait. But I did. Wait I did. I, there was I a mean, very, like, there was wait. a very important note that I made. That I was I very excited. Okay, fine. You know what? Okay, hang on. Let's do it. Alright, <clears throat> ready? Right, it's time to discuss the Covert Allen report. He was covert as, as in this movie. Policeman undercover. I mean, Who's going to suspect that? He wasn't undercover. He was undercover policeman. That's, that's not what an covert undercover. undercover. That's not what an undercover policeman. As, is. No, but he was undercover. He was playing. He was for sure. I think you're referring to acting. I think, <laughs> no, I think no, the word you're looking he for was here is for acting. Sure, for sure, playing himself, the actor, undercover as a policeman. So, uh, hang on. Here's a question. Wait, 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 wait. No, hang on. So you're saying. That he is an actor undercover as a cop, not the other way around, which is where a cop goes undercover as something other than a cop, which is what undercover fucking means. But who would be better at, at pretending to be a cop than an actor? But if he's pretending <laughs> to be a cop, what's... That doesn't... Like, 
Undercover is so cops people think they're not cops. He's I... pretending to be a cop. That doesn't make any sense. I gotta make the rolls like Guys, guys, I thought I'd have, I thought I thought I'd just butt in here for just, just go on. Just a cheeky butt in here for a second. Yeah. We discussed this after the podcast last time. The audience has no idea what the COVID <laughs> Allen report is. Oh. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and that's that's <laughs> another that's another episode of uh, the, the Allen report. Oh yeah, so yeah, well <laughs> Oh well, um okay, so my bad. Uh, maybe we edit this in beforehand. No, oh, it's staying. Or just stays here. Uh, the COVID Allen report is we did discuss in the last episode uh, where does Alan Covert appear in this movie, if at all. Uh, he was a bartender in Going Overboard. He is a cop in this movie. So the why, co- is, why is he in all the movies? Because he's like Adam Sandler's best friend. I'm just saying. We would for the audience. Okay, I'm so yeah, Alan Covert. Co- fuck your dumb Luke. <laughs> Man, <laughs> do people not know that though? Look, I knew that before people, I looked into this so podcast. So many people whatsoever. would see all these movies. He's in do every goddamn. Anyone who's listened to a movie. podcast about Adam Sandler movies knows who fucking Alan Yeah, Co- you guys have listened to all the Anyone other Anyone who's listened to all those other Adam Sandler podcasts, admittedly, the two of them. Which suck, <laughs> suck, by the way. Fuck those podcasts. No, but I mean, like, anyone anyone who watches Adam Sandler movies knows who Alan Covert is. He's in fucking. I didn't know who he was by name. I and, I, and I fucking run a goddamn Adam Sandler podcast. That's actually very was, true. I knew his name. I did not know his name. It was good to clarify. Second episode. We're running the Alan Covert report. That was it. We're going to cut all of this. We're going to put it in No, I'll, <laughs> I'll try and remember in the future it. when I introduce this segment to explain it a little. Uh, <laughs> it didn't occur to me that that was an off-air uh, discussion last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I would just like to cut in here because we've breezed right past probably one of the most important notes that I made. And it was that I sure hope this movie talks about Michael Rhodes' butthole more. I sure hope that comes up again. Oh, you mean his hemorrhoids? Because, like, you don't put that in a movie without any payoff. But unfortunately, it it just doesn't. It doesn't? Fuck! So, (laughs) I want to talk about. So, Adam Adam meets up with Adam Covert and Uh, he doesn't get shot. So, Alan Covert. No, Alan Covert's a different cop. He's not the one that tries to capture Adam Sandler. But there's also. I'm pretty sure it was a different dude. No. I don't think it was. No, I don't think the guy that tries to grab him, like the one where, where he's like the back and forth, I don't think that was... Oh, no, he's the first cop on the scene. Yeah. Oh, but, he's the first cop but on the scene is... with another very notable cameo. Chris Farley. Yeah, Chris Farley. I did not know he's in this movie. movie. Oh, real <laughs> treat. What yeah. a real yeah. treat. No, Chris Farley... No, but that's the thing, though. Chris Farley is like renowned for his like physical comedy. And there's a little bit of it in here, but he wasn't that goofy in this movie. No, and I felt that was wasted. He's... Chris Farley also kind of has a bit of a fish out of water thing where it's well, like he's just no. you know, he's he takes he takes fat jokes like no one else well, can. Well, I was immediately mm. just like I mean, Kevin James. I was immediately yeah. like, how did Chris Farley pass the police Shit. fitness test? That how is how that, is he going? That is a real breakthrough that we've achieved just here. Chris just said that he's like Kevin James. It's like was Kevin James like a replacement for do, what Chris Farley was? You know, we're gonna have to no, keep an eye no, on this. No, 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 no. As soon as Chris Farley knocks out of these movies, I reckon Kevin I James. I can't I will up. not stand for that. Do not Oh, so, they, oh like, no, they are not the same. We're talking from Mr. No, no. Sandler's perspective. They do have a little bit... He's a little bit of a surrogate... Like, Kevin James, there could be a case of being a surrogate. There's Kev- a good uh, chance that I think that that Adam Sandler at one point said, can I get Chris Farley on We need a guy to just I mean, make I don't, like, relentless fat jokes out. I'm not going to say... I have a buddy called Kevin James. I'll make him famous. Look, I, don't I, don't, fuck. I don't I don't, like, hate I'll Kevin make him James. famous and then I'll call him fat in every movie. I'll put him in Paul Blart Mallblad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't dislike Kevin James. Like, I think, you know, I, I think he's a bit... Uh, but but compared to but compared to Chris Farley, he is literal garbage. I mean, yeah, you don't no, you don't have to compare him to Chris Farley. Look, this movie will cover extensively the decline in Adam Sandler's taste in things and decisions that he makes. 
it's feasible to assume that he think he could have thought that maybe uh, Kevin James is a suitable oh, replacement. So uh, back to the movie though. Can we talk about something that happens shortly after that, which is, I guess, kind of a, a running. It's not really a subplot. It's more of a, like a, a sort of running theme, where Adam Sandler's character just completely does not understand race relations. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote right here. Weird black people stuff. So yeah, a lot of weird black people. There's the first one. Oh yeah, because it's not just him. There's a there's a bit later that was like, what the fuck is going on right there? There's a bit where they get the um the black guy Marcus. I forgot. I think his name, character's name, to fix the tape recorder, and he's trying to relate. He's asking him some. He's trying to relate to him and asking, and it's just like, I think he just doesn't understand. Like, it's one thing to ask questions, but he does it in such a way where it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? But, like, like even it's the real bad. Even yeah. the writers of this movie, that character is such black person oh, character. It is. One of the oh, things he's I'm a like, black panther. I was like, ass. yeah, I said, like, he's one super of his black. first lines. He got no time for the white man. His he lines fucking... might as well just be fucking white people. Yeah. But, but then that. that he's very serious. Which, frankly, yeah. fucking white people. But the black, woman, <laughs> sure. the black woman that's in it has, like, a perfectly. Like, like you would think that maybe the people who wrote this movie just had a really weird idea and like they didn't understand how to handle that or why they would even cover it in this movie. But then the woman that he talked to who's black has like the perfect response to it where she's just like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And then she gets the fuck out of there. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like that's a very like normal me. response. Yeah, it's but so but that makes me wonder, it's like, so what were they trying to achieve with that? Like did did I don't that, fucking is, know. No, but did people think that that was funny? Like it just made me kind of like it's 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 just not funny. So okay, maybe. It's maybe. just kind of weird. Maybe that... I'm sorry, I can't remember his, the character's name. The black character who's also black. Yeah. Marcus. Marcus. Maybe like that's just what everyone in 94 thought that all the black people were. And so that was the writer's way. <laughs> and that was the writer's way of saying like, Oh, we got one of those wacky black people. And then the, the lady's completely normal. And then Adam Sandler is the surrogate for well, all of the people in 94. And they're like, aren't you a wacky black person? I'm just going to put it out here. And they're like, Adam Sandler's no, Adam Sandler's a straight honky in well, this, this movie. movie <laughs> this movie is also clearly made in a post-Rodney uh, King and L.A. Riots atmosphere. Um, <laughs> yep. As, which I don't want to get onto just yet, but... Perhaps that contributed. They were trying to address the sort of animosity between the perceived animosity, which it's like, oh, this is an is elephant. Probably, this is an elephant think, in the room. It's not no, in this. No, no, movie. but I think that's the thing. I think there was absolutely issues. Like there were absolutely racial issues. There still are. But the way that the the creators of this movie or the writers of this movie perceived those issues and the way that they were very different things. So, uh, yeah, but I just let's. Wanna, yeah. I just want to backtrack for a second because we just talked about some characters. So. They're surrounded by the police. Yes. So they gather everyone together in from the radio station yes. to one room. And that includes... This, I'm just going to go through the characters so everyone knows. We've got Marcus, who's the black guy. And then there's the black woman receptionist. Yeah. There's the perky cute... Oh, she doesn't get a name? I don't remember her name. The perky cute girl Susie with two Zs. Oh, yeah. Susie with two Zs. She, yeah, because he mentioned her name. Because Adam thinks she's a lovely. Yeah. We're fucking Aussie, and then, mate. And then Milo, who's the producer. And then we got the um, radio announcer. Is that it? Who, what was cool the radio Arquette's name? It's, it's the surfer dude. Is that oh, with, with the blonde hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Arquette. Oh, okay, Trent. I, would, I, I don't Maybe? think it's that. I don't know. Say. But I just someone like to, look this up. I would just like to specify. And edit this bit out. <laughs> okay, oh, no, I'll no, look it up I now. I'm perfectly happy with calling him Cool Pants Arquette. He's because they call what him was, Sir. Is it, is it Joe Mantegna plays the? Yeah, yeah Joe yeah, Mantegna plays. What's the character's name? Um, is this the, the DJ? Yeah, yeah. His name. He's something. The shark. 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 Luke. 
Shocky Boy. His name is man. He's really far down the list. Uh, Ian. Ian. Ian the okay. shark. So, but I would just like to say, when rounding up people, yep. Um, surfer dude, who I don't know if his character ever got a name. Yeah. Um, yeah I'll look it up a second. When they're when he they're was, rounding him no, up, he was they, the stoner dude. They, that guy was high as fuck. He may not have got a name, but did he talk to another woman about anything other than a man? That's the real question. Um, but Save so, it for later. Save it, Chris. They're rounding... Spoiler alert, though. Oh, his name... No. His name, according to IMDb, was Carter. All right? Carter. But... That was not addressed. So... Where did I get tricked? They, 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 there, was a, there was a point... Okay, can we just... Like, if we're doing him for a moment, can we talk about the bit where he's just in, like, a magnifying glass? Like, oh, wonking, like, wonking like we'll crazy. Get, we'll get to what that. What was he doing? We'll get to that. But I just want to talk about the... Like, so they're rounding all the hostages up. And they come in on his phone call. Do any of you know what they were talking about? Oh, it was I don't, it was it something was weird, called the Clydesdale scale. And then he's like, the person's like on the other end is clear, like, what's that? And he clarifies it's how many Clydesdales does it take to tear off her face? I'm gonna ah, can I can I definitively answer that question? It's always gonna be one. <laughs> yeah, horses are fucked. What? Dude, Clydesdales are real strong. Shit. They're big fucking they're horses. Really big horses and they can tear off anyone's that, face. Though. Okay. Any horse could tear off a face, and Clydesdale are specifically very strong horses. Uh, horses, horses like bite the shit out of things. They'll rip off anyone's gonna, face. But like, if you need more than one, is I'm that gonna, a good thing? Like, I'm gonna put it. No, I'm gonna put mean? it out there. That bit definitely not scripted. No, <laughs> that was like pure <laughs> bad improv. Uh, also, the bit that we sort of passed over something happened. Earlier. At some point during this sequence, these sequences. Kramer gets in the air vents. Yes. <laughs> now that's different. Like, not that's for Toby Plaza as hell. I mean, yeah, it's a diehard nod, sure. But no, it's not. When did it happen and why? Did it? No, it didn't. What? This came yeah. after Die Hard. Dude, 1994, this yeah, came dude. after Die Hard. That right? was 88. Yeah. yeah. When did it happen and why? Like, okay, I get... a, Die Hard was a remake of this movie from his perspective. <laughs> six years before it was made. <laughs> it was a remake six years before this movie was made. Yeah, Luke. Fucking figure out how time works, dumbass. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets in the air vents, and I don't like. I, I guess I get like the rationale where it's like someone's holding us hostage and they're gonna try and kill us. They won't find me in the air vents, but at the same time, it's just like, when did that happen? Yeah, did it show him getting in the no. air vents? No, well, he went into the cupboard. He went into that storage. There's a lot of things in this movie that just happen and are not set up. Yeah. Like there was no setup for him. For from getting into the air vents. There was no setup that they were going to just break into a, a radio yeah. station. So yeah. they just got in the car but and suddenly they were the breaking into a radio station. Off. This movie kicked off so fast. And yet I'm really okay with it. Yeah. Because yeah. They had a lot this to do. They, actually, they couldn't spend time on the establishment This movie phase. actually kicked off so fast and then the tape was ruined and everything that I was genuine. Like there was a note that I made where it was just like, where is this movie going? Is this the whole... Should, like what are they doing for the rest of this movie? We should press on. And I don't so, know because I didn't so, watch all of it. So, they round up the hostages. Yeah, so they round up the hostages. Now it's at this point that like more cops and just general people start showing up because... They're broadcasting a lot of the stuff that's happening. It's they're still the entire time it's, they were rounding up yeah, hostages. They were still on it's air. on air, so people are listening and going, "Oh, cool! Hey guys, there's a hostage situation. Let's go down and hang out in the car park. Fucking isn't, party! Isn't that rock and roll as shit? Now, to be fair, it is a like, to be fair that is rock and roll as shit. Rock and roll shit. And, no, yeah. and he plays up on it. There's where it comes out. and He does that. And to be fair though, like it is a very unique kind of hostage situation. But I had a problem with these guys started showing up. Chris Farley, you know, he's a cop, he's trying to keep him in, in, in check, and these 
fucking long hair stoner shitlord start fat shaming him. Okay, this is the thing though. One of them says, you're exceeding the weight limit on that belt. That's not how belts work! (laughs) Belts don't have a fucking weight limit! Belts hold in the weight. Fucking four. Yeah, the whole I, just, I, I actually, it actually, and I know, like, it's dumb, but it did make me angry. When it's like, hey, don't you talk shit about Chris Farley because he's fat. Chris Farley is wonderful because he's fat. You guys, no, hell, looks dumb, you, stupid. Just bitch. so you guys know, you may see a picture of Luke, and you may not think he looks fat, but he's still fat on the inside. <laughs> That's not even the point. <laughs> I know what it's like. I've been through those trenches. <laughs> it's not even the point, though. Like, that's man. He's still got. He's still got scars. He's still. He's still feeling it. <laughs> He's still in the fat trenches. Anyway. Fat trenches. I have a continued note at this point, which is also like, in what the, f- the actual fuck is Kramer doing? Because he's just... <laughs> there's, there's he's a bit, getting right. about in there, there's and it's just There's a bit where he's getting about, weird. right? And he's on the phone. Yep. And he's somehow... He's just... He's got like a head and a hand through, but he somehow reached the table all the way, and he's managed to pull on a the, phone up. That's, that's a good two meters away. Yeah. And it's, then like... Yeah. It's, it's explicitly... It's weird, because also later on, he tries to get another phone, this time a cordless, and he falls out. But this time he managed to actually successfully. It's like, how? Oh, how did he do that? Speaking of phones, they get some phone into the radio station. Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. Beavis this movie is God so nineties. I feel I'm I'm very frustrated that I actually looked because I was looking up who the band was in the first place, like the Sons of Thunder. I was like, it's got to be a cameo, mm. and I saw the other cameos. And oh, I was like, and I was like, yeah. oh fuck, because that I, was I, good actually Mike movie. Judge. Yeah, it was. It was Mike Judge doing Beavis and Butthead, and it was like I'm I'm annoyed that I like I didn't that I looked that up because it's like that's pretty ridiculous. It's, it would be cool to see that cameo. Like it kind of it's kind of a cool cameo. It's so a great just, cameo. Just it was so nineties. They they. They take the radio hostage and they, the radio station hostage, and they're like, "Well, let's well, we've got a radio station. Let's make hostage. an event out of so it." So sure. they start playing the music. They're running the show, so to speak, and, and everyone digs in. the music. Yeah, they're everyone's like, running the music. Why don't we play this? And then, I, was, the fact I was so prepared outside. for them to be airheads and like not good musicians, but they like didn't realize but, it. Yeah, they're good. They actually are. But great. everyone like everyone's digging it, and it's at this point that they're like, "Oh, well, you know, why you got all this easy listening shit?" Yeah, and so. uh Ian? Ian. Ian, Ian, so Ian goes into, into Ponytail's office and finds a box of <laughs> easy, easy listening CDs, shorts, the plot thickens. Promotional oh, I shorts? Was so, I, shorts? I was so, shorts I was was so confused about what they were trying to convey to the audience when he held up those white shorts. Like, it was so clear that they like knew, that it's like, fuck, this is a big reveal. And I was like... I don't know what that means. I don't yeah. know what that means. So, D- so did shorts they do, mean something else? They kind of they set they, it up at the start. Yes, that the, conversation the he's having with Kramer. Kramer is yeah. there to because they're easing. I guess he's the accountant. Now, okay, Wait, are these the shorts that hold in his butthole? Because <laughs> that's what that conversation was about. <laughs> no, they have a conversation about so, firing people. Like now, as at this point where it, it becomes apparent that uh, they are shutting down the radio station and uh, basically. Starting to be a, like a soft rock station. Well, which, just... no, those CDs aren't soft rock. They're fucking straight up like meditation and relaxation <laughs> CDs. And like Kenny G is like, isn't Kenny G like jazz? Nah, Kenny G is like adult contemporary. But, yeah. I don't well, know. It's, it's uh, not soft rock though. I would say cl- not soft are rock. Are they closing down the radio station? Because I, I guess con- soft rock. Maybe. I got confused they're by that changing, line. No. They're changing platforms. Okay, no. Well, now when I have were a big... they saying that the transfer happened? They're there was, transitioning. There was going to be a time and they were going to transition. No, or, this is Or it. were they saying that it was adult swim style they would do a different style of music no, at a certain time? No, no, no. They're transitioning on Monday. There are different radio stations. This is where I have a problem with this. Now, Okay, I admit, I don't know like much about like this industry. Like the music, I, I don't. I, but I, I just just while we're here, I'm gonna take a guess. You felt you've fallen asleep by now. Nope. 
Okay. So I don't. You okay. were just asking a lot of questions. I don't to guess. I'm okay. not going to tell he you. He just did guess. I just did guess. He was wrong, but he did just guess. I'm going to make the next guess. Maybe. So I just want to say though, I don't know like a lot about like this industry and how it works, but I just find it really unlikely that they could be completely changing like everything about the station, the music they play, the branding, everything in a matter of days because they are saying we're shutting down and on like Monday or Sunday, whatever we are. So it is at most seven days, assuming it's a week, a week from then. How are they doing all of that stuff? Like a complete overhaul without any of the staff being informed. Like that's, that's you, not you how cannot that, prepare to do that. that. You like close the radio station and then just relaunch it on that like frequency. Why would you not just make another station like people would know you would have to that would only happen if it was like that that radio station was just so well, dumb to the point they would just close it okay no I, again i don't know a lot about this but with like broadcasting licenses and stuff keep in mind this was before the internet like well the proliferation of the internet that we have now like it was a more complicated thing but now my, my we're point... gonna have a quick moment of luke's law corner that's not what that was at all though. <laughs> and he's gonna explain a bunch of shit to us i'm really not a real good time i'm really not doing that shit that's relevant to australia but probably not america that's that he thinks is interesting as hell <laughs> the point i wanted to make was i just find it really unlikely that that this that like that just it just doesn't it, seem likely that you can make that happen it in is a it is it is pretty pretty weird how much depends how much groundwork they'd already laid but if they'd laid groundwork, people would know about it. No one remember, knew about remember, it. Remember, remember, literally, Luke, Kramer and everyone are. Uh, also, airheads. no, I think the most honest, <laughs> honestly, I think everyone. You think everyone in this movie is an airhead? Yes. Everyone. I don't Except think that's. I just don't think that's true. No, but I think the most important point there is that it's like they would lay groundwork. The thing that's strange to me is that if you would have like they clearly knew there was going to be resistance from everybody that worked at the station to the point that they would have to fire all of them and get new people. If that's the case, that's like not a good business decision. If literally everyone there is so loyal to the idea that you already have that they would like need to be fired for you to change tack. So this like that's not a good direction. This is the most so it's revealed to everyone this is what's happening. Yeah. Did anyone else catch what Susie whispered as they said it? Uh, I don't think so. So like they're all like reacting and then Susie's like what? Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> real? Yeah. Wait, 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 which one is Susie? She's the, the cute one. Oh, oh shit, so yeah. Milo, Milo's oh, been, shit. Milo's been threatened I by... did not pick up on that by, at all. By Ian the shark. And they're all like kind of... And then under her breath, whispered, Susie's like, Oh, those blowjobs were for nothing. Actually, and I was like, did she just say that? Okay, that's I said so, shit, yeah, before. That's a, that's a bit fucked, though. That's, <laughs> that's a bit weird. That's pretty fucked. But yeah. That's pretty fucked. I had... I like that character. I also turned the <laughs> subtitles on because I was like, I'm going to miss stuff. I just know I am. I couldn't so. put subtitles on. Well... Wish I could. I, I got it by legal means, I promise. Mm. Oh, so also, like, so okay, at the same time this is happening, like, Chris Farley's been sent off to get, recover the tape from, mm-hmm. from Brendan Fraser's Which has been shown multiple times, uh, yeah. perilously close to so, being this Oh, we, this we tape was definitely not we, playable at this point. I'm pretty sure this tape is actually shown being crushed. And, we, and, the, movie is, car. and yeah. the movie is still making you believe, it, oh, it's still out there. It's, no, it's, it's not. going to be fine. There's a car it's, on it's it. It's weird because it goes to the side of the road and then somehow it's end up in the middle under a car's tyre. It's the magic but of film. We, we did miss a bit. So they let a hostage free in, and the police are now trying to find their tape to play on there. They're doing some yes. negotiating with the police. So, so, so Chris Farley goes to this club to try and find it. Now... And he finds he does find Brendan Fraser's girlfriend. Wait, no, wait. I don't. I don't think that happens. I'm pretty sure what happens in this movie is uh, the guy gets mad about the station being taken over, 
And then he punches the guy out, and then that guy dies, and then the movie ends. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's where the movie ends. Is this where you fell is asleep? Is this where you fell asleep? Are you, are you suggesting that I fell asleep right after he punched the guy and that that's not how the movie ends? Because <laughs> that seems less likely than those two things. Oliver, were you the guy who got punched? Uh, I might. Oliver's uh, been dead for I'm, 20 I'm, years! I might have... I might have... Yeah, that's where I fell dead. Literally, literally the guy, he punches the guy? Nothing. Nothing else. <laughs> you, you, I don't know anything else. Nothing else <laughs> you didn't make that much of a guessing game, to be honest. Like, uh, you really gave it away. Kind of no, away. I think what happens in this movie is he punches him and he dies, okay. and everyone's like, whoa, well, it's crazy that you guys fought, and then someone dies. So now you need to take a back seat <laughs> and let us uh, regale you with the tales of the rest of this film. Mm, I guess. So, yeah, so Chris Farley, like, he finds her, and, and he's saying, like, hey, you gotta give me the tape, you gotta come with me, and she's like, no. And apparently, like, being a cop means literally nothing to these people. Yeah. In the 90s, of course. Yeah, that's how the 90s were. Yep. Oh, and she's no, saying... He didn't punch him. Strangling. He's strangling him. So I wrote strangling guy. That looks like it says strangling cum, it's for my, sure. It's my last note. <laughs> and she's saying, no, I'm not helping you about Chaz. By the way, look at all of my ass that is out in yeah, these pants. But they're yep. also... They're both, they're both being quite emphatic. And they're at this club, so there's a lot of noise. And so some real, real ruffians... See this uh, this conversation going on without hearing it and go, hey, no, not ruffians, Xerxes, Xerxes comes up to <laughs> yeah, us, Xerxes, Xerxes <laughs> and friends. Wait, Xerxes in this movie? Yeah, man, Xerxes. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah. White, white Xerxes. Uh, he's, Which he's no, he's not. He's definitely Xerxes. like us. Oh, he's not as dark as Xerxes, though. I mean. I don't want to get into a discussion. I don't want to get into this conversation. But the point is, so this guy, and he's all like, again, starts fucking fat shaming Chris Farley. Like, just being a real jerk I think it. you keep saying fat shaming. It's, I think just Chris Farley's, Chris Farley, he's, he's like a regular Dilrop Jazz singer. He loves being called fat. He loves it. But the character maybe doesn't. In fact, he definitely doesn't because his response to this, and get no, this because you didn't see this. They pull his badge off first. Yeah, they pull his badge off and they're giving him shit. Now, Xerxes got himself a bit of a uh, fucking... What's the... He's what's got the, some piercings happening. He's got, he's got, he's got a septum piercing. He's got the septum, the septum got piercing, the, right? He's got the nipple. So, and he's, so he's, he's fat shaming Chris Farley. And Chris Farley's like, alright, alright. Grabs his septum piercing. No, it was no, nipple piercing. It was no, nipple, nipple piercing. piercing. Rips that bad boy out. What? Yeah. And he says, he's like, it's like, now uh, what are you going to do about it? Grabs the nipple ring, rips it out. And he's, then that dude's just yeah. on the floor and screaming. Says, and his friend's like... You're a fucking maniac! Chris Farley, yeah, goes, what are you Chris doing? Farley goes, improvise. <laughs> Which, what? <laughs> I guess that's technically what you just did. But then, like, that's the setup for a badass scene that's gonna happen, and then it just it's also, smash cut to something else. That's also. Isn't he, isn't he a policeman? Yeah, he definitely. That's, it's illegal. That's, but, you're not supposed to do that. But you know what? I don't think that those ruffians are gonna go to the cops, so it's probably fine. The other cops, I mean, of course. So, <laughs> my next note is the SWAT team has. Oh yeah, the, on the, the SWAT team and the, and the guy. There's a subplot. To... Yeah, there's a subplot here that the guy who like runs the SWAT team talks has, about his marriage. A he lot? doesn't like. Oh, I his did. Wife. I, I did see the very beginning of that, and I found it very strange. Yeah. Well, it, no, it actually does make well, sense later. Who is he's talking to? Michael Richards, right? And it, at first, I thought it was Kramer. Set, yeah, I thought it was a setup for 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 Kramer yeah. to be um nerd Kramer, nerd Kramer, nerd yes. Kramer in the vents to be sharing Groucho Kramer to be sharing like too much information, but then he like. He's like sharing all this information, and then that guy like responds way back, like he's talking to like a no, therapist. But it does make sense later because he's he got problems. He makes mention. He mentions uh, some of one of the issues. One of his marital problems is uh, he caught his wife with the pool cleaner. The pool cleaner. Now, for those of you playing at home, you may recall we didn't mention it, but if you've seen the movie, 
Adam Sandler's character cleans pools for a living. That's his job. Pips pool Pip, cleaning. Pips pool cleaning. Correct. Oh. So it it's does. The, it's on the back of his little beanie. Yes, it does become yeah. relevant, but it's on the sides wait, of his wait, he great owns, van. Is he a business owner? Evidently. I thought he was like an employee. That guy doesn't own a business. Oh, he does. Dude, nineties were a crazy time. Any idiot could own a business. Which yeah. leads into one of my other theories. Later on, that we'll okay. get to. So they eventually, they do recover this tape because I think uh, Brenda Fraser's girlfriend. She hears, like, she realizes what's happening. She hears him on the radio. They recover the tape. Now at this being point, on so, it's being decides... pissed on by a dog. No, no, no. but like <laughs> she pissed on by a dog, and yeah. it's like, and there is no way this tape's play. after everything. Like, I don't okay, know, I don't know what version of the movie Nothing. you guys. Maybe saw. when some that things happen. Maybe some things have been happening around the tape, but this dog is pissing directly. Like that tape's not going to play. It's yeah, just not happening. Not. It's been, dude, but still, she picks it up. Conservatively, and... that movie was already fucking crushed by a car. Like it was definitely. Oh yeah, it should be noted. They cut away from that hydraulic yeah, scene. It, it was never... very much about to crush that tape. They went through a lot of tapes for that scene. <laughs> but it should be noted that like the thing that made her go from Chaz is a piece of shit to I'm gonna help Chaz. He's, he's gonna be famous. Is oh, he's taken a bunch of hostages and he's got some guns. Yeah, what a she... great guy. No, I'm gonna help him. I got, out. I got some real stuff to say about their relationship. Chris, I got some real stuff Chris, to say the, about the that. The thing was, he's what's happened already is like he's he's just in a mediocre band, and and sh- what she knows, what she knows, and what everyone should take from this movie is if you're in a mediocre band. All that you need to take a step up is to commit a federal crime. No, look, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but it is very important to her that he is, like, successful as a musician. She is messing with a broke fella. I said fella. (laughs) No, she was, and the only reason she goes back to him is because it dawns on her that maybe he's not going to be broke anymore because he has a lot of media attention on him. Except he's he's probably going to go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, she's clearly not that smart. So she, she's not a gold digger, but she is making shovels. So. Oh, she's, no, she's a big old attention seeker. Like, she wants, she wants to be a part of, like, if he's getting famous, she wants, she's on board. And I don't think she cares about how he gets famous. She just wants to, she's on board yeah, with fame. I would agree. So, I that. so he goes back to the radio station. Like, that and, great song from a couple of years ago, years, years ago, 1985, about that mum who just, like, oh, threw her life away. She's like, oh, I could have, like, yeah. shaken my ass on the hood of white snakes car. That's about her. That's what she is. Sure. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah. so, they get back to the station, and our boy Adam oh. Sandler is getting some. Oh, I, before that, I just, I wrote... He gets turned on by a swimming pool. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't pick up on that. I guess that explains his job. Oh, he's kind of sitting weird. there. In the way he's talking about it is that like, sucks. He's float around like an egg. Yeah, but that he sucks. He, he I and, hate uh, that. He and Susie, the cute blonde girl, they bone down. While Kramer, pool? no, on the couch. But he's sitting on, on the yeah, couch. They're on, like, they're on the couch in Ponytail's office, and Kramer is like behind the couch, in, like getting an like, eyeful in like, like it's, a vent that's built into the couch. or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't know, but he's like he's right there, and it's like it's full on, and, and he's then so keen on it. But wait, so wait, he's watching. Nobody, he they don't know that he's. No there. one knows he's there. Yeah, yep. and then like so, and Ponytail like walks in on him. Yep, and. Uh, at which point you realise oh she's like basically like I mean she's wearing a bra but she's pretty clothed yeah Adam Sandler butt naked full naked but no, I mean he wait he puts he, no he does, put, he have, does he have the half shirt on no he's not, no dude he's, he's, got, he's not even wearing he's full naked just no, no, beanie on his he's not even wearing half shirt he puts the beanie over his dick at which point I'm like okay I'm glad he's covering that but there was way too much Adam Sandler in that shot like it's a lot of stuff. And again, I did note though, still looking good. Like he's he's oh, in he shape. Looks, he's in he's in good he shape at this good point. In this movie. But he it's just a bit much. It's a bit much Sandler, you know? Yeah. Think about this scene though. 
The oh, should, we make a, should we make a note of like the most naked he's ever been <laughs> through the course of these well, movies? Well, at the moment, it's this. It's this movie. Okay. So how naked is it? Is it literally naked, but but for a beanie? Or holding a beanie. Yes, over he's holding his beanie. Okay. That's, that's, that's literally that's all. Probably going to be the most naked he ever gets, unless we see his dick. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. The most yeah naked probably. He's uh, hang on. We don't see his butt though. We might see his butt at some okay. point. A thing about this scene that we're talking about, where they where they get caught fucking, ponytail comes in and he just busts in that door and he's like, "What's happening?" Goes back to him. There's just open windows on this room into the rest of the studio. Everyone that's, can see that's that they're That's a very good fucking. point. It's, it, they are like, the it's, a, it's quite an open, yeah. So there's like barely even blinds. Oh man, <laughs> I don't think they care. Is it around this point that? Uh, is it at this point that Judd Nelson shows up? Not, not yet. Not yet. Because someone, and I, I didn't write down who, unfortunately. Someone says, and I quote, that they are going to be. The hottest thing since Marky Mark and the Funky okay. Bunch. Again, I, it's not so Judd goddamn nineties. The, the last thing I remember of Judd Nelson watching this movie is being like not understanding why he's so inflamed by what's going on. It's like he's like so. Oh, because this okay. is a huge thing. For, like these guys are going to be so famous, and they specifically like shit talked him. So some of the things they that did. just happened. So they walk in on the thing. The SWAT guy decides to give the accountant in the vents Kramer. A gun? Oh, yes. A uh, real gun. A real gun. Wait, Be- what? Because he found out that Pip's a pool cleaner. Yeah. So he's like, shoot him. He uh, also he also that says... Guy, no, that guy is a, not good at his There job. is a back and forth where he's like, do you have any training? He says, I was in the merchant marines. Oh, you were a marine. I was in accounting. Oh, you won't be held accountable. It's like, no, this is selective hearing. No, sweet wordplay. Um, sweet wordplay. Pretty good writing. So, that. I, like, I did not, like, like that, that. Next thing to happen is... Uh, Record label guy shows up, and I just want to clarify: we missed this earlier. They asked for they asked for a bunch of demands, crazy demands, because they wanted to uh, plead insanity when they were caught. So they asked for some dumb stuff like naked pictures of B. Arthur, yeah. a giant baby bottle, a football helmet filled with cream cheese. <laughs> Luke, as a lawyer, would that work? If they would, could they plead insanity for demanding all those things? It is very difficult to okay. plead insanity. So, no. The short okay. answer is no. So, so but that in, happened. But in, this, but in this movie, of course. So they did that on the like phone. Like in the universe of this yeah. movie. Well, we don't know whether they actually did that or not anyway. But so in on the phone call, uh, the last thing Rex, Chaz's friend said is, oh, and we want to get a record label down here because we want to get a record deal. And hangs up and Chaz gets mad at him because it's got to come unsolicited. So cut, flash forward to the future. A record guy's at the door. And or is it? Or is it? And my note is... This gives it away. I didn't understand any of the questions they asked the undercover cop. Because he was an undercover cop. Yes, he was. <laughs> but also, the questions that they ask, it's like, okay, but like, they ask questions basically like, hey, are you actually hip to music? The thing is, I don't believe that a middle-aged record executive would have given different answers. Well, isn't the whole point nah, that, that Judd Nelson's would. character is supposed to be No, not? but this no, is not Judd Nelson. This is a different one. But, not, but like, isn't the idea that he's not supposed to be not hit to music though? So it's well, like, he may have answered this. Re- no, Judd Nelson would have got those probably. I don't know. It's hard to say. He seems a bit more... This guy but was like real... This guy was, like, yeah, he was an undercover cop. He was. And that's like, yeah. But they also like, around this time... You're saying he was co They fully was- leave the building. Oh yeah, they they go. Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi fully leave. They, they leave Adam Sandler in there with the gun, with the and, fake and guns. The people. So they so they still got hostages, but they fully leave the building and they're like right near the cops. They're, they're jumping like, ah, on cop yeah. cars. Oh yeah, because wait, they don't get arrested though. The no, power, oh, the power you didn't know this bit, dude. This this is a thing that happens in this movie. He jumps. So Brendan Fraser jumps in the cop car. There's a huge crowd of people. Do you know what he starts chanting? And everyone starts chanting along with him. Couldn't possibly answer. Rodney King. 
Rodney King. What? Rodney King. What? Yeah. Rodney King. Hey, I was he's, like, he's the guy. It's Adam Sandler's. Response. I was, no, I was like, what is? I, he's, he's I that guy. It's like, stuff. I, I remember no, chanting Rodney King. What is happening? This movie is really confused about racial issues. <laughs> like, what the actual fuck is? And and so one of the characters actually does say, and I like, I think it's um, like a black character says, like, what? Rodney King. And again, it's an example of like. Oh, you're putting it like, yeah, these guys have no idea, but these black characters, like, what statement are you making? Yeah, like, the, the, what, what are you saying? The black characters, uh, was, it, was it black characters? Like, why are they, why yeah, are yeah, they saying Rodney King? No, 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 he's like, he's like, this Rodney movie, King. Yeah, he's like, question, Rodney like, King? And Adam Sandler's character is just like, oh, he's that guy. He's that guy. This movie, <laughs> select, <What? laughs> this movie so selectively has black characters that are like a character, a like a moderately racist caricature of black people and then people that actually get it and somehow didn't inform so like the making the, of this movie. And it's also, at this point, uh, now the the SWAT team the guy... SWAT, the SWAT guy has done a background yeah, check Yeah, he's Chaz, discovered that, that this Fraser. Chaz was actually a bit of a square in high school. Called Chester. Oh, that's his real name. His, his real name is Chester. Chester. And he starts he starts telling people... His and it's girlfriend, because like, his girlfriend rocks up and the SWAT guy grabs hold of his girlfriend. Yeah, and so she's like... And they're like, yeah, he... Uh, like he played D and D, uh, and any any collected yeah. bugs. So he's, 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 he, the the cop grabs the girlfriend and he's like, oh, "Don't fucking move around, Chester." And he's like, "What?" And the girlfriend's like, "What's he talking about?" No. And one. Steve Buscemi's like, "Yeah, what's he talking no about?" No one knows that his name is Chester. But like, you can be called Chester. Yeah, but like everyone's like, "I am betrayed that your name is a Chaz." <laughs> And it's he's like, no, no one is called Chaz. And, and he's and standing, he, he's standing on a cop car, and he's like, I mean, "Okay, I have a confession I, to make. I have a confession to make. I was a nerd in high school, and I played D and D. There's a bit of silence. No, and I'm just like, there's nothing and wrong every, with that. Everyone in the crowd is like, no. to clarify, when Luke says there's nothing wrong with that, we're going to be honest. We all play D and D. So we're I'm not like, exactly no, the best. I'm, person. I'm, I'm watching this, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with D and D. I used to collect bugs. I'm like, well, that's a bit weird. Yeah, fair enough. But the whole crowd is like. Hero Chaz with no, a I want to contest that idea that anyone is called no. on their birth certificate Chaz. No one is called that. Of course, that's short for something. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can call a kid anything. But yeah, that's nineties. But, but eventually, after a lot of the like, was born, yeah. it was probably in the seventies. One of the other one guy in the crowd just like stands up, fucking I am Spartacus star. I play, and he's like I play D and D too. And then fucking no, Lemmy, no, no. yeah, stands up and says. I used to edit the school newspaper. It's like yeah. fucking Lemmy. I was fucking Lemmy. And then another guy right. says, uh, "Does anyone else want to say the next line?" Uh, oh, I don't, I don't it gets used, real weird. I used to masturbate um, constantly, and everyone's like, "Boo!" There's some other. There's <laughs> some stuff. It, Who says that? And, oh, just so, some dude. And that's and it's like of all the people, that's a guy we can all relate to, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. I was. I've been fourteen. But, no. So like everyone's everyone's I, clearly on board with I'm this now stuff. Twenty five. And he and she and his girlfriend. Still, still, still so, yeah, in everyone's on board with this stuff. Time. Of course, I do that because as our listeners know, I was dumped last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this going to be an ongoing? So uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's on board with him being a geek, and they get back to the station. And the girlfriend also. Now I, I want to talk about. There's a sequence that happens. A lot here of stuff between, happens yeah, real quick, right? No. Now. So and this is these are my notes as it went on because it really is like. There's like a progression here. So, so they first like, you know, we're back together. And I was like, okay, well, it's nice that they got back together, I guess. But she seems like really volatile. And they, I don't think they're a compatible match. Yeah, I don't. And it's like, yeah. And then, and then my next note is, oh yeah, what a surprise. That completely went south. Because immediately <laughs> it just like, it turns around and she's like, 
he did do a kind of dick thing though of siding with his best friend in a time that he probably should have but, sided yeah, with and, his but she girlfriend. like and she gets like she immediately goes and it's like I don't like I don't like to perpetuate that like that idea that like you know a crazy bitch like all oh, women are crazy. that's completely like sexist and bullshit but this woman is crazy like she no I think Luke I think what you're getting she's not crazy she's rock and roll. No, dude, she's a volatile person. Is she rock and roll? She's no rock and roll. No, no, no. She, she throws has, a chair through a glass window. She has window. mood swings. She, she is has, rock and roll. She, she rock, has problems. Is she rock and roll by way of being an instable, unstable person? I, yes. She is rock and roll. Well, we're going to discuss uh, what she is later on in one of our other But then they and then they get back together. Oh, this movie. Is. But then even after this, this whole <laughs> this big fight, she throws a chair and. Destroys destroys the radio board. And then they get back together and it's just like fuck off they're Because not he off. said I love you. Yeah. And it's like, no, the this couple of Okay, because so they're back together. She made him. They're not gonna last a month and she's probably going to kill him in his sleep. No no, <laughs> but that's the thing, like a, a line that's said by Chaz in this movie is this happens all the time. This isn't like this is the time that this happened. She always kicks him out of her house, and they always have fights like this. This is a reoccurring problem. Like this, this movie makes. Wait, so so do you feel like this movie is? They're not a good couple. Yeah, is this movie? They should not end up together. But, in it, my but is this movie like trying to make you feel like they should come together through this? Because I yeah, don't believe so. Because no. I mean, the only thing that they're trying to say is, aren't rock and roll people crazy? No, everything. I mean, she's hot. Everything yeah, that like, I saw in this movie was like, yeah, no, he shouldn't end up no, with her. He absolutely like, should not. Like everything that happened, even at the beginning of this movie, is like, yeah, that they broke up, and like that's what. Should Happen. I agree. I agree completely. So they they make up and they have a kiss, but I have a note saying uh, going overboard's kiss between Croker and his girlfriend was better. Still, are we gonna rank the kisses? Yep. Croker girlfriend kiss. Still we gonna have a kiss. kiss. Are we gonna have a kiss list. <laughs> Wait, what about the what about the sandal Susie Morgan's kiss, kiss list. <laughs> Ooh, Morgan's kiss list. Morgan's kiss. Morgan's kissing boo. But what about the Adam Morgan's Sandler kiss, kiss in this movie? Booth. The Adam Sandler because he kisses the cute. It was pretty alright. It was okay. a bit awkward. Yeah, it was did. classic Sandler awkward, like the end of Going Overboard. He'd, he'd improved a little bit though. I just want to pause for a moment here, and we're going to put in a little thing here where Morgan ranks all the kisses in this movie. How many? I don't. Can you kiss me? I think that's something you need to prepare for while you're watching the movie. Yeah. So maybe. No, we'll... I mean we're going to edit this in, and Morgan's going to rank them. We're going to edit this. Part <laughs> Morgan's going to watch this movie I'm... a third time. Morgan's going to say, I edit... think this kiss was uh, four kisses out of five. I edit this, and, four I'm, and I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this in. Wait, wait. So the scale is how many kisses out of a possible five, five kisses. And each time he's going to say, it was one, because then we kissed once. <laughs> no, he's, no, no, it's going to be like this. He's going to do, this one was four kisses. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Or he's going to be like, this was an upside down Spider-Man kiss. And five. Yeah, how does, how does one do uh, <laughs> That was... No, 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 it, it's a whip. So... Ugh. I would just like... Okay, so this is the bit. So the, they make up. Sure. Their demands are here. Yep. They they send people out to go get them. Rex, Steve Buscemi, goes and does a little, you know, taunting the crowd and yep. getting them riled up. The door slides on his gun. Oh, yeah. People make yeah. a break for it. Specifically, Marcus, they, the, the black guy. They realise, oh, the gun's not real. Door closes, gun breaks, everyone's like, it's a plastic gun. And so they run, and, and then the, the cops start advancing. Kramer! I would, no, I would just like to say something. The two people make a break for it. Marcus and the surfer dude. The surfer dude's running around. The police arrest Marcus yeah, at gunfire. no! <laughs> two black cops! Two black cops! And it's like, did, did he just get racially profiled yeah. by black cops? Two black cops 
arrest the real black character. <laughs> what the fuck is this movie saying about race? I really, it's, I'm very, it's just, I don't understand. It's clearly movie, saying something. It has a message yeah. about and race. They, and they press him up against the van. He's like, it's a fake gun. And the police start advancing. Yeah. And then Kramer. Kramer drops out of the air vent, drops the gun, which starts, because of course, everyone knows. And he's doing oh, shit, because he's got a real like, gun. Yeah. I would like everyone to preface knows if you that, drop a gun, it like, will start firing wildly. Oh, oh, oh well, I'd like to preface that good guy Ian had a little bit of a helping hand in this. He knocked the gun out of Kramer's hand. Yeah, so the gun with a giant baby bottle. As we know, movie bottle. guns not only have a trigger on the regular spot, they've got a trigger all over It has a trigger everywhere else. So it starts firing wildly. trigger also fires a lot more than it should have. Yeah. It fired a lot. So it fires wildly as the cops go, oh shit, okay, that is a real gun. And they retreat again. They're like, okay, our real guns were wrong. Um, Ian picks up the gun and gives it to Brendan well, Fraser. He, there's, like a mo- there's a tense it's, moment it's a real, where he's holding he's got it. the gun on them and he hands it yeah. to it. It's, it's a, a tense moment because like, like, Chaz puts his hands up and he, just, he gives it to him. It's like, a tense moment. He is 100%. No, no, no. So like Ian's all in for what they're doing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. it's tempting to call it Stockholm Syndrome, but it's not really because they never really held them captive in the right no. sense for it to be Stockholm well, Syndrome. because he's... He's a rock and roll man. He's shaking things up for rock and roll. And they're, they're trying to change also, the thing. And they're trying to change it for Ian. And Ian doesn't like it. Also, and he knows he's out of a job. Also feel, they're likeable. Yeah. They're I also likeable feel any, anything he had holding him back to the station was lost when he found out yeah. he was losing his job. But it's also like yeah, so, so he's now all in for committing a felony. Well, yeah. I mean... Well, as being an accessory to committing a yes. felony, absolutely. So, I mean, they, the police aren't going to know he did that, and any of the because he does radio announcements and he's all in for it. He can just say that was made under duress. I guess. So he, he doesn't have to necessarily. I, yeah. I, so yeah, and then they make at this point they make another demand, one final demand, mm-hmm. which is that the police deliver. No, no. There's still more to happen here. Okay, go on. So the act. So the actual. Um, the exec from earlier in the movie. Oh yeah, that dude shows up. He comes Rocks back. Up. His suit doesn't fit. Yeah, his suit is that was way like, too that big was, for that him. That was a thing, though. That Wait, was is so, Jed Nelson exec? Yeah, yeah, he's back. He's sleazier than ever. He comes. They let him in. Um, him and Milo, the station manager, are working together on trying to and figure out a contract. Them. And yeah. so they, they get and they get the contract completely ready. Pip and Pip and Pip and Rex are trying to get the tape ready to play for them. Ian is trying to get the soundboard working so everyone else can hear it because the lady smashed it. And Chaz is having a nice pondering moment by himself eating a burrito. Well, but then, like, the exact comes back. I just want to point out, he, uh, he, he has the breathy delivery of the bad guy from Jupiter Ascending for a while. <laughs> like, he just yeah, comes he right down and is, just starts talking like this, and I'm going to get you a record deal, and it's going to be good! So it's prescient is what you're saying. I just wanna, I just it just becomes to... real fucked for he no is. reason. But he... Somewhere in this scene, the surfer dude who escaped oh, yeah, wants to get back wants in. to get back into the hostage situation. Steve Buscemi's like, no, fuck off, you shouldn't have escaped. Yeah. Steve's like, no, fuck off, you shouldn't have escaped. But, it's like, I really enjoyed that dialogue. So they get, this, they get this contract already and they're like, hey, sign it. But then that's when Steve Buscemi comes in and he's like, oh no, we haven't played the tape yet. He's like, wait, you want to sign me? Because he does sign it. He signs the contract. Mm. And he's like, but wait, and you haven't even heard it yet? So then... He says the most bullshit thing I've ever signing just because... Because the guy doesn't actually know what his music is. It's just like he wants him to actually like appreciate the music. Yeah, not just like but, appreciate the, 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 the publicity. Brendan Fraser, he so as a show of like how much what he thinks of this contract, 
He wipes it on his butt. Like, but he goes under it. his jeans. Yeah. Like, like, he really sticks it up his butthole. Is it covered in shit afterwards? No, it's completely... I've noticed... I, 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 both I times. really wanted to know. It's completely he like... throws white. it back to Ponytail and Ponytail is pretty much confident in the face. Like, <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would be awesome if it was legit covered in shit. I mean, so hopefully good. he cleans his butthole, but... Oh, yeah. Guys, that, that's a really <laughs> excellent point. Why would his butt be covered in guys, shit? Guys, Brendan has good news. This movie proves that Brendan Fraser has a clean butthole. I'm so... Uh, I he's really so rock glad. and roll, so but, he should just have shit everywhere. But, but, and that's oh, real rock and roll. Oh, but just so we know, like if if Michael Richards did this in the movies, probably get shit all over his butt. <laughs> nah, blood. Oh, blood all over his butt. I want to know, but, but I wish that I knew. I just I want to know if there's blood on his butthole. Why does it come up again? <laughs> so yeah, he gets so he, make, he does the most rock and roll thing ever and wipes his ass with his contract. Yeah. Um, but then the lawyer guy's like, "Hey, do you want to go to jail or not? Because we have lawyers." Yes. It's like rock stars don't go to go to jail, and then he references some musician who. Oh went yes. No, I have a question about this. He says Vince Neil killed somebody. Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Vince Neil killed a guy and we went only went to jail for thirty days. It was just thirty, 30 days. days. Thirty days. And I just wrote. Vince Neil only went to jail for 30 days after killing somebody. Is that true? <laughs> like, did you did you confirm whether or not it's true? Is that true? Because I didn't fucking look it up. Alright, we'll, we'll, oh, no. we'll wait till later. We'll no, wait. no, 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 no. It's okay. it's relevant. Okay. Sort of. Is this one of those like manslaughter? Vehicular like... manslaughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was drunk as hell. So so it's a. Pre- uh, this is, a is like when this is like a uh, Matthew Broderick situation. Matthew Broderick situation. Guys, this is great content for a comedy podcast. So they were really drunk and they went on a beer run and he killed his friend. Oh, isn't <laughs> oh that, that was hilarious. in the car. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay, yeah, that's. Yeah. Hey, 30 days. So, but the way they say it in the movies, Vince Neil killed a guy. That's technically so true. Sort of like, no, no, that's, guess, no, no that is technically true. Him. No, 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 no. Well, no, but he didn't say murder. That's technically true. Like, he's still technically, like, he killed that guy. He did. Yeah. So it's not. It's very somber. Technically though. correct. The best so, kind of correct. I, the, the, the problem with that is I don't understand when writing this movie someone brought that up and they're like, yeah, that's not really... It, it does... We shouldn't really bring it does, that up. It does prove the point. Like, today it's like, you know, you're not going to go to jail. Now... Wait, so that, wait, that, that so, is a big point. So that, wait, why are they talking about this? What is... That, because he's because like, clearly these guys are going to go to fucking jail. Yeah, and he's like, if you, he's do, like, you sign the contract, that, that's you don't not do that, a remotely you won't no, comparable saying, situation. No, but he's saying, like, we've got lawyers... Like the record label has lawyers, they'll keep you out of jail. Basically, is what he's saying. And now, so he, which so theoretically don't tear up the contract because this, this you're movie makes me now. question whether or not it was. Well, I mean, not. maybe maybe he didn't kill that guy in a car accident. Maybe he murdered. I mean, him. I don't want to. I don't want to get to that thing. Uh, Do thing. we want to start a serial type podcast? No, where we investigate no, no, we don't. Not. He yeah. really murdered him. No, I, I know. Bet he did. This is the pod- This is the podcast equivalent of shit posting, guys. Can we just? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. And, yeah, like also, but the whole thing where he's I'm like, already gonna have to edit this heavily. That's fine. Stop talking more crap. But no, like I have a problem with when he says like you know don't tear up the contract or whatever. It's like, I mean, I have a problem with that. In like, and this is one of those dumb things. But it's like it wouldn't matter if he's like teared up the contract. There's still a contract. That's not how that works. It's a movie though. It's movie. It's movie logic. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I was. I didn't want to say because I knew you'd be like that. Da, 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 Luke's Law Corner. I'm not doing that. I'm never ever doing that as a segment. So um, if it is for you, if it's relevant to the movie, so, like begrudge- we're talking about ways that this movie does weird stuff. That's a thing that this movie does that is factually inaccurate. So begrudgingly, but literally every movie does that. And I'm gonna bring it up every time. Begrudgingly, Chaz accepts the contract. Yeah. But how are they still going to play the song? Because the radio's busted. What are they going to do? Luckily, we have an idea. The uh, record exec has a wonderful yeah. idea. Oh, he'll tell you. So they have like one final demand for the cops, which is 
Hey. It escalates again. You know what you guys should do with your police resources? Bring a big fuck off stage. And I mean like the kind, of thing, the kind of thing you'd see in a stadium. Helicopter it in. Goddamn cargo bob helicopter. <laughs> like it is. Brings a, it a stage. It is a fucking big yeah. like constructed stage. They just, they stage. just airdrop a stage to a radio station. Because, you know, police budget. Airdrop on a budget. And, oh. <laughs> so, but they, they drop the stage. All these dudes. So they, so they all get up on stage and everyone's and they're pretending to still have them hostage. Also, no, no, an- another thing. The so they've they they've held a bunch of people hostage. The stage has come in and they've just invited a bunch of stylists and stuff into the radio station. Yeah, man, because you got to like get the is, PR going. Is it still a hostage situation? <laughs> well, no, they're still pretending it is for the sake of Somewhere like, at this point, it stops being a hostage No, well, they're situation. still pretending that it is, but that doesn't change the fact that all the hostages are now side of stage, still feigning like, oh, we're hostages. But these three, no one has guns trained on the hostages anymore. They're all on stage facing the audience. Dude, the cops could so easily snipe all three of them and yeah. be done with it all. Because as far as the cops are concerned, these guys are armed and dangerous and yeah, they've they, got a fucking radio they, station. I think they kind of the see cops them don't know they're fake Uzis, they, right? No, because there's a real gun that goes off. Like, yeah. It would not be out no, of the at question. This point, they have a real gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it would not be out of the question gun. for the cops to just pop, pop, but the, pop. But the, but okay, no, but there's a difference between, like, there was one real, like, handgun, right? But, like, the, as far as the no, cops... There's no, there's an Uzi. There was Uzi. It was, oh, like, yeah, it was an, an SMG. Wait, wait, the SWAT I mean, guy gives him an Uzi? He gives, he gives him a, a light machine a, gun. Yes, yeah, semi like really weapon. Like Nobody has Uzis but people in movies. Who the fuck ever has an Uzi? You're a mess. But, yeah, so... But they perform this song. No, they get up to perform the song, and... And they're like, yeah, hold your instruments. It's like, oh, he's like, they're not, they're not turned on. Yeah, they're not. He's like, no, we're just gonna play it. You're gonna mind. This is for a music video. Yeah, it's for a music video. We're filming this like a music video now. Chaz does oh not, boy, does he have a problem he with does that? Not like that me. is not rock and roll he, at all. It's not rock and roll, dude. And he's right. He's right. It's not rock and roll. So they just refuse to mime along with their instruments and they start smashing. The yeah, and so the re- well, the record ex- the record executive gets up and he's like, what are you doing? You know, we're not gonna, you know, you're gonna go to jail, blah blah. And they're just like, man, fuck you. Adam Sandler does this. Can we talk about the random director that's like, yeah, you're ruining my shot. Oh yeah, because he's like, crane. he's directing like the music video, but uh. Adam Sandler does, he does a typical Adam Sandler thing where it's like the, the record, he's like, what are, he's like what are you doing, what are you doing? And he just goes like, <laughs> he does like this weird <laughs> yeah. thing in his face that, and the guy's like, clearly he's taken also, aback by this. He's also wearing a Zorro costume. While he's oh, doing yeah. It's the Lone Ranger costume. The Lone Ranger costume because they're the Lone Rangers. Because they're the Lone Rangers. Which is God like, damn it, Morgan, you watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's also like, what, I, yeah, I would like that. to say that again. I'd like to state that clearly. Morgan watched this movie twice. It's so good. But would you not like... Childhood movie. If, okay, I get that people in this movie had a real problem with there being multiple Lone Rangers, but wouldn't you still go to the theme and dress them all? Like, it's just Adam Sandler dressed as the Lone Ranger. <laughs> He's Steve Buscemi. Lone Ranger. But Steve Buscemi and. Who, and, and Brenda Fraser, who are arguably more frontmen because the keys to the back of yeah, the drums. Yeah, but like, Buscemi and Chaz, they don't, they don't approve of him dressing as a yeah. Lone Ranger. So it's like, alright, you do your thing, I'll I be guess, back. I like, guess, I guess. That's, that's not what we're doing, but if that's what you want to do, that's fine. So, anyway, so they smash all this stuff, and then... They um, get all the people to rush they, the yeah, stage. Yeah, all the people rush the stage. And then, Ian grabs the mic on a prop set. Which is not turned on, and tells and them starts, to come forward. He's and like, starts yelling into the mic, which is suddenly real. He's like, come forward. So I don't know what and that's. And then about. the crowd comes forward. Yeah. And, and Chris Farley's like, whoa. And stop. he gets he gets trampled and yeah. he dies, and that's the end of him. <laughs> I'm joking. That's that he isn't seen again. It's conceivable that happened though. Wait, look, is this where you fell asleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is about like five minutes left of the movie, so no. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> still a no. Chris Farley dies. Yeah. But stampeded. Dude, too soon. Chris Farley did die. 
Yeah, yeah technically this was too soon happen. because he wasn't dead at this point. He was in this movie. Uh, but, no, but they also... So they all rush the stage and they all stage dive. Now, this stage is real fucking high. Like, that stage dive between them jumping off... So and the high. waiting arms of the audiences, but isn't yeah. it the audience is at least five meters, Wait, at least probably closer te- to ten. Isn't it a temporary stage? That's got airlifted in though, yes. dude. Yeah. It's a big fuck off stage. I cannot stress enough. Why is it so big? Why did they have that stage. just to bring but, in? Because it's, it's like, a big. It is movie. at the very least a very tall. Yeah, stage. it is probably like a good ten meters between them, the stage, and the audience below. They ca- like there's a lot of broken arms that are. There's like they, there's there's a good shot of them like jumping off backwards and there's like a long fall and then there's just a real it's high like a, cut and there's a real soft. Yeah, it's my, like there's my a lot note of here is that like, oh, only Die Hard had ended like this. Like there's definitely <laughs> like, he just jumps falls off the roof yeah, no, into a crowd. So there were definitely a lot of broken arms in that crowd. Now it's after this that we suddenly cut to we finally see a legitimate Lone Ranger's performance in prison. In prison. Okay. Uh, and we discover that prison so they're, they're performing in prison. Well, prison's pretty rock and roll. Well, there's a weird bit where Very Steve Buscemi starts getting into the music, uh, and he starts like humping like, his bass, and they're like, "What do you like?" This is the family gets to the prisoners. Continue. Yeah, like, and the and the prisoners just looking at him weird. And he's like, "Oh, like, he's, yeah, he's feeling the music so much, humping the bass, and Pepper's in the back." Stop! And he's like, what are, you, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, rock and roll." And he looks at the prisoners. On your version, what were the prisoners doing? Uh, they weren't thrilled. They were just like looking. Yeah, at it was him, two like, black guys just looking. Like, just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right, because the original theatrical release had the prisoners going, "Oh, I'll have a piece of that." That's with way me. better. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit. It's a little bit homophobic, but no, that's, that's pretty funny good. That's a homosexual joke. <laughs> Real good one too. I mean, yeah, it's a bit homophobic, but like, so yeah, it ends with them. I guess they're filming a music video. Yes, and they then, are. And oh, Ian's and on Ian the is their like manager or something. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, yeah. they, they begin touring in six months or three with good or behavior. three with good behavior. Solid joke. And then we get a final little like thing where the words come up and say, "I've completely forgotten what it said." Uh, it was like the, gonna... lo- the Lone Rangers served three months for. Um, Assault. Oh, with, yeah, it was a real specific with pepper spray crime. or something. No, with, like, with, with, with breaking their yeah, name. It was like a real specific I, I liked, I liked that they addressed the genuine severity of what they also, did in this movie. Also, their album went triple platinum. <laughs> triple platinum. <laughs> That's actually not that much. Like it is. It's not. It's, it's, so I forget what that album was called though, but yeah, the album went triple platinum. Live. Oh, it was called Live, live in, in Jail. Jail. It was Live, live in Prison. In jail. It's like, like, like Johnny Cash. I mean, in a way. So yeah, that's, that's the ending. It seems like it all ended happily. Um,. Is it time to do some some segments? Uh, before we do segments, I have something that I want to talk about about this movie, and it's the overarching what I think is trying to be said. Now, last week we watched Dumbo movie, going overboard, and Luke came to the Jeez. conclusion that it was an exploration into depression. Correct. Yeah. I have a theory that this movie is a depression into just is is an exploration <laughs> into other mental illnesses. <laughs> Now, hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pip is clearly on Pip. the spectrum. Clearly, um, I, I don't want to jump to autism straight away, but he's got something going on. He's on the spectrum. He's a strange man. Now, Chaz clearly has battered wife syndrome. <laughs> oh, and delusions of grandeur. And delusions yeah. of grandeur. And because that, that, their relationship, this is not a recent thing that she real just fucked. beats the shit out of him a couple of times in this movie. And this is an on and off thing all the time. And every time he's like... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that thing that made you beat the shit out of me. Yeah, that's a that's Steve, a real fucking Steve thing. Buscemi Steve Buscemi, issues. he has major aggression issues. Mm. So that's my theory. I Discuss. can see it. 
Well, I mean, if we're on that as well, I think Ponytail's got some real narcissism happening. But also, like, the fact that he's so mean, like Steve Buscemi's character, it's also a little bit Three Stooges, the three of them, like... It is. Yeah. But, but if that were the case, it would make more... Like, the main one's usually, like, that, the mean one, like... Yeah. But I get what, I get what you mean. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I would I, like to see... Honestly, I think given the nature of this, this Adam Sandler character, which is, you know, gradually becoming more apparent, uh, you know, they could, they're all mentally ill. Absolutely. Like, I'll, I'll say dude, it again. Billy I'm Madison, not... when we get to it, we'll talk about this more, obviously. But Billy Madison definitely has learning disabilities. Like, without a doubt. Like, there's not even a conversation there. It's just a fact. Yeah. I'll say it again. I would watch a movie that was just Adam Sandler's character from this movie. Like, just a movie about him. Just boning down with that's, uh, that, with that's what shit. Billy Madison is. Yeah, that's it's true. Actually. It is. Like, <laughs> it's basically yeah, what Adam it, This Billy is Madison very much is. the character that, of his that we see. It's a lot. that, except you add in like a little bit of like affluenza. All right, so let's let's. <laughs> all right, let's so now it's segments. time for. Respect. Alright, so uh, we need to talk about whether or not this movie passes the Bechdel test. This uh, is another segment that's going to be happening every week. Yep, uh, in case you were not aware, the Bechdel test basically requires that two female characters talk to each other about something other than men. Uh, it's also sometimes a condition that they have names. This movie has two female characters that have names. Uh, I don't know this for sure because I didn't actually think about it till after I'd seen the movie, but I am fairly confident asserting that no female character in this movie speaks to another female character at all. At all. I, having watched it the first time, I wasn't sure. And, oh, um, it definitely fails the Bechdel test. Oh right? yeah, it yeah, definitely fails the Bechdel test. I wasn't sure if they fails. actually spoke at all. And I, having watched it after I kept it out. There's the bit where the, the girlfriend and the Susie are in the same room. And I was like, do they interact? No. She does the bit with the boots. It's like, I no, don't. she doesn't actually. They There's don't. no inter- you, actual interaction. Did you there. just say that this, char- this movie has two female characters? It has at least two female characters with names. Okay, you did say at least. Well, I said it has two. Because it definitely has three because black women well, it has are still women. I mean, it has, it has more. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it, it has more than What that. are you trying to say about race? But, <laughs> oh, Less than this movie, I'll tell you she, that. She is <laughs> also gone very quick. Um, did, but no, the point is... But does she ever talk to No, she never talks to What I was saying is that it does... not it does meet the requirement that there are two female characters with names. Like, there can be more than that, but that's irrelevant for the test. <laughs> so, the point is it fails. Uh, and that's really all that I have to say about <laughs> it. I'm not remotely surprised, uh, but there it is. Two for two. Two for two. <laughs> well, or zero for two, depending on how you look at it. Two for two. Okay, and now that we're done talking about the, uh, the feminist aspects of film, let's ask the pertinent question that follows. Is it fingerable? <laughs> Finger a girl watching this movie. That's what the question is. Uh, or a boy. Or a, or yourself. Uh, or wherever you fall within the gender. We're spectrum. not judging you at all. Or whatever you want to do. The question is: Is it possible to do some fingering during this movie? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, I, I can yeah. absolutely finger a boy or girl to this movie. I think I you you almost see Adam Sandler's penis, and if that's what you're into, maybe yeah. you want to give yourself a bit of fingering. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I think it is. I I would say. At the very least, it is more fingerable than going overboard. Yeah. This is a solid oh, seven or eight out of ten on the fingerable scale. This is that what we're doing? Well, this this may is very... seven fingers seven out of ten. Seven this, fingers this out of ten, well right up there. Be the most naked Adam Sandler we've ever seen. So I'm going to say for sure fingerable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to assign some kind of numerical value to how fingerable <laughs> it is. I'm just going to keep it at just a basic uh, binary, a binary rating. Seven fingers. I'm going to give it seven fingers on one hand. I'm going to suggest that you sprout fingers, and that's how that's going to work. I don't know how to respond to that. Or you wear some kind of special fingering glove that has seven fingers. The point is, with that, 
with a butt nut right there. In oh, the fuck off. <laughs> like a butt from a nut. The point is, this movie is definitely fingerable. And Fails the Bechdel test, but is fingerable. So <laughs> I think you know that what? those things do go hand in hand in that, and you know with what? that sort of inverse relationship. And you know what? I think that's a win for women. I think that's a real win. <laughs> with that being said, let's move on to our final segment. Alright, there's not like heaps of funnier, interesting We kind of covered trivia I've gone through up. a lot of it, but there there is a lot of trivia for this movie. Not much of it's interesting. Oh really? We've covered a lot of them. But Ian, do you know who that is? Do you know who that actor Joe is? Antonio, do, yeah. do you know who else he does? Uh Fat Tony. Oh, oh I did really? know that. I did not know that. That's now this is something that I remember. I, I knew that I knew it like that just put it as, together. As he was talking, he was like, No, this is what I'm what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah. Fat Tony, and then later on we figured out that it was indeed Fat Tony. Yeah, yeah I I did know that Joe Montana. I just didn't put it together like the two exactly. things together in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes makes a lot of sense. Had the twang for me. It, I yep. absolutely picked it I up. Feel you. I feel uh, you. The Lone Rangers hit single "Degenerated" is actually a real song. I was going to say it's not bad for a song that it's was not, written for this bad. movie. It's, it's it wasn't written so for this wasn't. movie. So it wasn't. That would be it why. Was a real song by '80s punk group Reagan Youth. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah, I did like the song. It was a very good song. Interesting as hell. Yeah, I mean, I'd, just I probably song. would it's, call it more of a punk song than Power Slop. That is interesting that <laughs> they would choose slop. an 80s punk song as, like, for their, like, for their, like 90s Well, power I do suspect, the, the, I suspect the way they performed it was not the same as Dragon Yeah, it's right. it was like a cover. I, I, I'd have to listen to them side by side, but I have a very strong interesting feeling. Interesting question. Was it, play, was it played genuinely by Brendan Fraser out of Sandler? And, and frankly, it I, did sound like Brendan Fraser singing. Yeah. Frankly, I could finger a girl to that song. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no comment. I was nodding, but I've not heard so, it. So thanks for listening. Oh, oh yeah. I'm more. No, 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 no. We have to go test out his theory about fingering something. <laughs> do it. Bye, right guys. <laughs> Time is pertinent here. We got. It's pressing. We got to. Uh, the character of Chaz. The character of Chaz. Yep. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's oh, gorgeous character. Originally intended for John Cusack. Whoa, wouldn't have been the same. No. I like John Cusack, but he doesn't have that same pretty boy look mm. that Brendan Fraser had. No, I, re- I really like say anything. I reckon Brendan Fra- uh, John, John Cusack, sorry, can do a lot. Okay, John Cusack as, like, think he can. as an airhead, like metalhead guy, though. Yeah, I can't no, I can totally see it. I, 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 on, see honestly, I reckon John Cusack has, like, really surprising range. Yeah. I like John Cusack. You're not wrong, but I'm not sure. I would have enjoyed it more. 90s John Cusack, guys. I reckon 90s John really, Cusack could have done I just it. Want to, I really appreciated Brendan Fraser in this movie. Oh, oh, real very good. Work. It made me, it made me wish that Brendan Fraser was still around and in movies. Mm. What is Brendan Fraser? Like, Man, he has those really question. sad episodes of Scrubs. Oh yeah, but that, even that was years ago. But genuinely, his best movie though, by far, Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right's a great movie. Solid movie. Genuinely underrated. Tune underrated in movie. after our next five podcasts uh, for the Dudley Do Right cast. <laughs> I hope you get du- a record the of all the podcasts we're going to make. Was Journey to the Centre of the Earth the last thing that Brendan Fraser did? Dude, I don't fucking know. I think know. so. But then they did Journey to the Centre of the Earth. All I remember is him laughing like a goddamn maniac. In the oh, show. yeah. I love that <laughs> gif. <laughs> I love that, that gif. gif. The clap and laugh. Oh, that it's gif beautiful. Is, that gif is the best Brendan Fraser it's movie ever made. It's the gif that keeps on giving. Alright, have we got any more trivia? Uh, a couple of other things. Uh, one of the lines Chris Farley utters, great, grand, wonderful, in this film is also exactly the same line that he says in Billy Madison. Oh, that's so we'll keep an, an eye out. That's, that's a future Farley character I'm really looking forward <laughs> oh, to. Oh, the bus driver? God. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. And uh, finally, because not much else is very interesting, <laughs> um, White Zombie plays in this film. Yes, yep. yes, he does. I saw yes, that. Good cameo. Yep. 
Originally, it was supposed to be Cannibal Corpse playing in the film. Oh, that would have been a very different vibe. Very yeah. different. But the uh, the producers realized that uh, Cannibal Corpse played in Ace Ventura Pet Detective like a year earlier. Sure. Oh, like, you don't want to oversaturate the market with yeah. Cannibal Corpse. But also, yeah, turns out Corpse. Cannibal Corpse were Jim Carrey's favorite band at the time. Which is why they were in Ace Ventura. <laughs> well, let's save that for our podcast about Jim Carrey that is, is no doubt on the list. There is a Jim lot of surprising Carrey facts cast. about Jim Carrey. Um, it's called so, Jim Very Good. So so I just want to, I guess that sort of wraps it up, but so I want to quickly talk about next week before we wrap up. Uh, we mixed are nuts. doing Mixed Nuts, which is a... Mixed ste- Butt Nuts? <laughs> oh, we're going to prepare a whole segment on this. So it's, a, it's, it's actually primarily a Steve Martin film. Uh, it's I, I sort of the, the criteria we used to decide whether or not to do it as an Adam Sandler movie was... Uh, how high up in the sort of list of like cast he appeared. I know nothing about this movie other than Steve Martin and Adam Sandler are both in it. Uh, he seemed to appear high up enough that he is a relatively main character as opposed to... So there's some other films that we could have done that we've skipped, like Coneheads is one, because he was in it, but he was sort of really only barely really in it. really minor character. The impression yeah. I get, based on very, very cursory research, is that Adam Sandler has a relatively... Substantial part in this film. I think what we decided was if he was in the top six billing. That sounds right. So along, along with look other credits, I, I, we're yeah. doing executive. With the, and it's really only well. at this point where we're not sure about it because it becomes very quickly like. In fact, it's maybe the, the only one because I think after that is either Billy Madison or one of those films. Like we very quickly get into movies that are prime Sandler. The so golden age. This may Sandler. be the only. It's where, uh, yeah, we it's go, the movie we go where he started that, to make his. We go from that to Billy Madison to SNL best of. So it's very into. So Adam so let's just. <laughs> so we're doing mixed nuts. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go in terms of the Sandler content, but I guess we'll find out. It's a it's a Steve Martin movie, so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's whatever decent. happens in terms of so, cinema yeah. content. We're going to dig deep into whatever character is playing, yeah. no matter how minor it is. For sure, we may have what basically an Adam Sandler version of the Covert Report because <laughs> he may be very brief. We will, of course, movie. also have the Covert Allen. The, co- yes. the Covert Allen Report. Right. So, uh, thanks um, for listening. I don't have a good, particularly punny sign off this week, other than maybe tune in next week. Because it was a movie about the radio? Shut up. Tune in? Shut up, Chris. Oh, fuck off. Edit that out. No, fuck you all. Let's go smash a behind.